0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Long Run Podcast. Uh, Once again, uh, I'm joined by some of my favorite people in the entire world to continue our series of reviews on Cobra Kai, the spiritual successor to Karate Kid, uh, and in honor of Mr. Miyagi, of course. Uh, Joining me today is every single person that you know and love from the previous reviews. We got the band back together. (laughs) I don't want to say one last time because we know there's another season, but hey, we got the band (laughs) back together. Um, And of course, joining me today... Uh, We have Mark. Uh, He's returning, of always. He's a staple of the long-run podcast, Uh, and uh, he certainly is going to have some opinions about uh, Cobra Kai Season 3, that's for (laughs) sure. How you doing, man?
1: Pretty good, pretty good. How you been?
0: I've been good, man. I'm good. Good to hear your voice again, brother. Uh, Same. All right, and next to him, of course, is Andrew, the the fan who graduated to being a, a consistent member of the podcast, also loves Cobra Kai. How are you today? I'm doing amazing good to hear from you again man of course we have the voice of the people and of the absolute biggest karate kid fan here it is Padromi. how you doing
2: what's <laughs> going on
0: good to hear from you man i'm glad you're here and of course rounding it out the most dedicated person on this podcast live from her car it is abby how are you doing today
3: live from the valley it's abby
0: uh, yeah, she, she she she's this is her method acting. She wanted to make sure that it was just like... Uh, uh, I'm in Kai the valley. In... Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. She's, she's actually in the plaza where uh, Cobra Kai, uh, uh, you know, the dojo I'm is. Scouting now. I'm
3: scouting out <laughs> locations. Isn't the it streets, in Georgia? I have right? no idea. <laughs> where do they fill?
0: I have no idea. That's a great question. Um, well, so we I, I guess, like, let's just summarize, right? So season one, I, I'm pretty sure all of us, were, we, we all love season one. Um, season two, we were all like, "Yeah, it was good. Maybe not as good as season one, but it was pretty good." But now we're in season three, and and I guess like just to, I'll just start straight up say it. Like, what did you guys think of season three of Cobra Kai? Chaotic.
2: Let you guys go first. <laughs> I. Uh... Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna uh... say chaotic. Yeah, I
3: was gonna follow. With, it
2: was a lot going on. Okay. Yeah. It really it really stretched the truth, if you will. The truth? Yeah, just like it, like for what it is, it really just like took it pretty far for me. Like in terms of like you know, reality versus like Oh, okay. 90s okay. Series, I get what you you're know? saying. Like
0: I get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I would I would definitely say that this season more than anyone completely shows that Cobra Kai does not take place in our reality whatsoever. <laughs> How did you feel about it? Or or, or Andrew, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead.
4: Um, Well, first of all, comparing it to previous seasons, I think it's a step up from season two. Interesting. However, um, there were times where I was kind of like, all right, this is getting a little too predictable and somewhat even cornier than season two. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And um, I just... I wasn't as impressed as I was with season one. Like season one just was hands down the best. There's no question about it. Sure. Season three was like better than season two, but like, all right, like how on earth are they going to continue this for another season?
0: Sure. Sure. So I, I guess like w- with that being said, and of course, Mark, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to you in, in one sec. I, I I think um, once we get through this overview, we'll, we'll kind of just get into the nitty gritty, but Mark, round us off. How, how did you feel overall about this season?
1: so like season one i think is the best because you look at season one and it feels like it's just a really solid karate kid soft reboot Mm -hmm. like if if season one was a movie then it's like oh that's a good movie that's a good soft reboot right i think season three might be my favorite Oh. It's not quite, it's not quite wow. as good as season 1 quality-wise. It's all over the place. It gets very very silly. The the suspension of disbelief is is stretched paper thin. But man, I had a lot of fun with this season. I liked this one a lot. That's
0: interesting. Now, Abby, you and I talked a little bit right before you said how how we felt. So I'm really interested now, considering it seems like a wide range of opinions, but how are you feeling overall?
3: Oh, I'm completely on the same boat where it's like I've accepted we've gone into madness. So I'm just here for the ride. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Oh, this Um, this is going to be a good review. Keep going, Abby.
3: Is that my review? I think that's my log line for this reason. (laughs) (laughs) i agree that season two i was like we were you know first one excellent supreme second one getting a little bit off the rails um and so again they had two directions to take it and they took it completely in the direction they took it um and i I, my biggest strength i do have to say i think of the series is when it brings in the franchising of Mm, these overwhelming mm -hmm. elements I do think that's its strength to go and wink at the audience and be like, Hey, you remember Japan? Or there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it does that. And this was like when it knows it's being campy, that's when it does its best. And when it tries to be serious, I like it reminds me of like the CW, which I don't love.
1: <laughs> yes.
5: <laughs> no, All right.
1: CW is a great way to put it. That that was my issue with season two, is it felt like it was the first one was like a fun kind of tongue-in-cheek 80s throwback. Season two felt like it was straying more into like tween drama territory. Yeah. This one, it jerks the wheel back into into full-on 80s camp. Definitely, definitely. We got all kinds of action and fun.
0: This is going to be an interesting review for sure because I think we have a, a, a lot wider of opinions, wide range of opinions here. So, um, of course, now season three... Uh, you know, season one and two were both on YouTube bread or whatever they called it. Um, and now it's transferred over to Netflix. And I believe this is the first season completely only for Netflix. And obviously they're going to be making a couple more. Um, I didn't notice anything like particularly different. Maybe it looked a little bit higher production, but it seemed the same to me. Uh, but it shows, right. Just how successful the series was that Netflix kind of jumped on it. Um, when we got into this season, we left off season two on that cliffhanger, right? Where there was like a gang war at the school. Sorry. I mean, a karate fight. Uh, and, and, <laughs> yes! and, and, and Miguel is in the hospital. Robbie ran away. Uh, the, what's her name? The, the daughter, Samantha, excuse me, uh, has a PTSD from the incident. Uh, Johnny is trying to figure out his life. Uh, same old, same old. And, yeah, of what's course. her name? Yeah, and of course, uh, Daniel is uh, still trying to figure out uh, what to do without Miyagi, because my God, he's like 40 years old, and he still hasn't figured it out. Um, <laughs> so there, there's, a, there's a lot kind of going on uh, as we get into this season. Uh, but I, I think the, the first one that I really want to focus on um, is is Daniel's journey, because I feel like, especially for the first couple episodes, there's a heavy emphasis on his journey. Uh, and of course, the first person I have to ask here is Andrew, because I know you had a lot of thoughts on Daniel the first two seasons. So how did you feel uh, kind of about these first couple of episodes that really focused on him and what he's trying to go through, what he's trying to overcome overall?
4: Well, first of all, I like how I went back to Japan um, to kind of like learn the style, like learn what kind of I think he felt like he lost part of himself and he wanted to go on his own journey, which I mean, I love. The fact that he did that. And then he met uh, Kumiko again, I think, right? Yep, yep. And I, I love that whole, like, flashback thing. And then he met his rival. Um, what was it, Chosen or something? Or... Um,
0: I, I forget it? how exactly you say his name, but I know who you were talking about.
4: Yeah. So, Chosen. Yeah. Chosen. I like that whole, like, reenactment with each other, the characters and stuff like that. Um... I just, uh, I don't know if Daniel's on the brink of almost cheating, though. It looked like they had, Absolutely. like, yeah, it was, it looked <laughs> like there was, like, sparks flying, and, like, Daniel was like, Am I r- with the wrong woman back at home? Like, I didn't mm. know what was going on at first. But, um, I love the fact that Chosen Kai kind have of taught him new stuff, um, and that the rivalry between them two is, like, you know, over and they're, maybe necessarily not friends but they're on good terms so sure. i did appreciate that i i like the whole journey that he went to with japan kind of confused of what's going on with him and his um his ex-girlfriend can we go? yeah that was and, weird
0: uh, we'll talk about that for sure but keep going yeah yeah
4: but I, I appreciated that whole moment that he went back to japan kind of like finding himself and almost reinventing himself
0: for sure for sure uh, now pedro is a huge fan of the ent- entire karate kid series i'm sure you really enjoyed the throwback to karate kid part 2 i know i did how do you feel about that that whole sequence especially given that you already knew what happened same thing with you about abby i know that you were a big proponent of how it tied back into that oh yeah, yeah. i'll go for it, abby
3: oh i was just going to say i thought it was really nice and i was curious i'm again we could talk about this i don't know about did we talk about this in the first two episodes about daniel's ethnicity
0: i don't think we ever did but yeah continue please
3: yeah i'm really a little curious because growing up he was kind of like ambiguous i i feel safe saying like he was italian but i didn't really know um because he was if you're talking about just like the that it just is interesting like an italian family um and kind of i was curious about in conjunction to Johnny, who, you know, look blonde and blue-eyed, like, very California, and even though they're both still white, which is, kind of, I guess, kind of interesting, and then also doing, like, this East Asian art form, but I thought it was interesting um, how they... I did think they paid homage to it, and I think they kind of poked fun at the fact a little bit that he's kind of, like, now this, like, Italian, a te- like, dad, you know, Amer- like, American dad trying to learn... When he was with Chosen, like back in Japan. Do you know, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it was like he's cool, he's you know, he's our badass, he's the Daniel, but also that we've we've grown older. We we see ourselves, we see our bodies in different lights as we age. Right. Um, and I thought that was interesting and like I said, in connection with Japan. And so they did kind of think where it was like he had done business with them. Um, I thought it was done tastefully. Um, and then getting there and like paid homage to like just how beautiful it is like there's some points did they film there because there's some points when they're outside like yeah external it things. does look like I it's on location
0: did. but i'm not 100 yeah. on that
3: it was just really beautiful and so i'm glad that they went back to that i don't know for me it's like what are the roots of you know martial art and it's, it is east asia and so i think that was nice to see instead of again the strip mall. It's like this
0: big <laughs>
3: spiritual element. Oh, It was so to...
0: funny. I thought that was so I love funny. That part. He's coming in like, yeah, I can't wait to go. Like, get, you know, really, really, uh, connect with myself. Get away from it. Yeah, you know, like I, I just really need to get away. You know, he goes in. There, there's like a mini mall. He's like, yeah,
1: yeah. Wasn't yeah. that what, what? What did they have there? Was it like a KFC or something? They had some yeah. kind of chain like, yeah. restaurant. It. Yeah. it was like, ah. Oh
0: like i can't wait to go back to the village and get back to my roots it's just the mini bot that was so funny it
1: was a great it was
3: a great little reveal it was yeah it, it's like oh look at commercialization here um versus you know when the sequel took place i don't know i thought that was quirky and fun um i agree and it's true so i enjoyed that
1: i like that too because it's like it's a fun gag but it also kind of ties into the whole theme of like trying to move on from the past and all that. Right. Where it's like they, they, you know, the whole show is about two grown men who are obsessed over what they did in high school. Yeah, but you Karate know, uh, was the shit and I was the shit back then. And oh this was the coolest village and then he gets there in the strip mall and it's like, oh what happened?
2: Yeah, but to that That's point we, we talked about um Danny's journey to the past of you know a second movie, but Johnny has his whole Thing going on that ties all the way back to the second film, also, right? Right, with, with, with these ladies. Oh, yeah. So, like, I, I thought they did a really nice job bringing both of those pieces together. Um, That's and, and, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> I, I, absolutely agree. Um, but I, re- I really also enjoyed um, watching Danny go back to Japan. I think you know, all the touches to the clips from the previous films, and you know, all those things. even seeing the, the little girl who he saved now grown, yeah. you know, like all those. Little things, um, I, I were really touching pieces that they added in. I did like, you know, the scene between him and Chosen over the over the the scroll um, and and the teachings of, of Miyagi Do, um, and then kind of like that realization, like how much deeper those teachings actually are, and how much more connected um, karate was, you know, to to many other masters and and such. Yeah, um, I thought that was really a really beautiful way to kind of like tied together and again once again paying homage to to miyagi himself uh throughout that whole scene the whole episode rather excuse me yeah and also like the, the way of life you know kind of like it almost like reset it uh danny a little bit you you, you saw like um, uh, particularly like the airport scene where like he's like kind of freaking out and it's just like chosen like yo like it's gonna be fine you know like yeah either way you know and I, I really i really did enjoy that a lot
0: yeah there's a lot of really good things uh, about the entire I guess sequence whatever you want to call it. Um th- there are a couple things where where this was definitely during the season where I started to notice like okay I th- I think we're starting to get out of reality here cuz it's just like oh wow so the the strip mall that he just so happens to to get off at that the taxi driver drops him off at is just so happens to be the exact time that Kumiko is having a show and it just so happens that they like it's like all right uh, okay all two I- happens, yeah, yeah of course um and i i think um the the letter uh that that she read to daniel that that miyagi sent was like a really good scene because like it showed uh how Mm -hmm. isolating it was i do feel like it it was a little rushed the entire ordeal because it was like danny gets there he finds them and like everyone just tells him what to do instead of him like genuinely earning it kind of thing um but like I don't know. This, this is like the weird part too because of what we've all been saying. It's like it doesn't take place in reality. So who am I to like no. be able to be like, yes, Not this doesn't all. make
4: sense. Um, I did think if was... we're talking about reality. Yeah. Um, the very fact that Miguel comes back. in this uh, We'll season. talk about that. We'll talk about that. <laughs> I have thoughts. Trust me. We'll talk about that. Uh, but no,
0: the, the one thing I did also want to point out to you is like, I, I did think it was a little weird how they like kind of tried to play like a little bit that they still had feelings for each other, excuse me, each other. And I was like, um, you're married, man. I don't know what you're trying to do here, but okay. Um, <laughs> I thought it was a little strange, but it, it, it was okay um but one thing that Dan, Mark, about to risk
2: it all for a one one oh, ticket to save his dealership oh my god <laughs> they but, both had those moments
4: though yeah they, like, did. With, they did they both yeah. had those moments like should i go back with this girl like kind of like choose like trying to decide on where to go and everything i was like it, what the I think heck it's is it's going on
1: just the just the like oh you know I'm am so, last time I saw this person, they were, uh, you know, a romantic interest and it was like sure. 20 years ago. And now we're all, we're approaching middle age. No, that's a little, that's a little strange. Like it, it's that kind of, I think it's just that kind of, you know, almost class reunion mentality. Mm, right. So. Yeah. Right, right.
0: Uh, and, and it's the one like,
1: thing, I... I, I never, I never thought Danny would, would do anything about it. It's the definitely not that kind of show. Definitely <laughs> exactly, not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's i i actually there's a similar situation uh maybe not to get ahead of ourselves but when ali was introduced where i thought that that kind of attitude worked very very effectively where it was like oh what's johnny gonna do
0: right right yeah well we'll talk about that because i i love yeah, that part we'll too to that. but but what I did
2: like that. exactly what you think he was gonna do let's be honest here <laughs>
0: One thing I did want to touch on, though, before we get to, to the next part is just uh, Mark touched like talked about how this introduces one of the themes of the show, which is kind of like, uh, you know, dealing with your past, overcoming your past. And there's one thing I, I think this does very well, but also just the entire season, is that you it's it's a season filled with consequences and the and like your actions and the consequences of them, right? and and how you deal with that, right? So uh, we saw that how, again it was really convenient but technically it was a consequence of how daniel saved that girl and she just so happened to be the person to give him the hail mary to save his dealership like yes that was unbelievably convenient but it does show that it, everything that happened in the past has led to here and 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 how they're all kind of dealing with that and i think so much of this season is about that right and uh in a lot of the different characters journeys and while it's uneven i think it's undeniable that a lot of the show is about that uh and i think as much as I think it doesn't take place in any sort of reality, I, I do like that theme overall. Mm. Uh, did anyone else have anything you wanted to say about Daniel's journey before he he flies back and tries to uh, save his dojo? Okay,
2: his dealership, not the dojo. Well, yeah. Bo- well, both, both, well, both. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah.
3: that how it works with um? I guess you have a manufacturer and you, I know nothing about cars. I'll be honest.
0: So I would it wouldn't surprise me if they completely made up how actual car dealerships work. Okay.
1: Yeah.
3: I mean,
0: it works. Yeah. Uh, okay. they have to get
1: the cars from somewhere.
0: I, it, it wasn't like there, there was a point where I was like, okay, that's definitely not how that works, but I could never tell you if that's actually the reality of car dealership business or anything. It's dramatic. Uh-huh. Well, we'll have to ask Austin next time we see him. Uh-
1: I don't think that's how karate works either, but it's dramatic. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> definitely definitely uh and one thing i did want to touch on too at I, I, I think you talked about this too is that like for a long time Yagido no karate was like like almost like two pacifists was just like yes we're only going to yeah. ever defend ourselves it's like the the, the true uh, the true nature of martial arts is just that sometimes you're going to have to like use deadly force kind of thing and not necessarily like, kill someone or something but like you know it, there's only so much you can do just by blocking or, or or hitting someone just a little bit harder uh and i'm glad that they acknowledge that right and it's almost like a one of those things where uh, they acknowledge the, the imperfections of what uh, Danny thought was once a perfect uh, mantra, mythology, whatever you want to call it.
3: And I don't mean to sound like the crazy person who's like, everyone's too binary nowadays. We're all extremists. But I think this was a really good example of being like, oh, we can't just, you know, sit on our butts and let everything happen to us because then nothing's going to happen. Right, and that, that, like, so I think it was a pretty good being like there is a middle ground. Um, it, it, it endured
1: Miyagi though to me a lot more because I felt like I felt like it was much too like okay, Cobra Kai is self defense, and Miyagi though is like platitudes while sitting under a tree, and it's like no, this is self defense. This is this is made to mess people up. You don't you don't learn to punch to never punch somebody. And I think this this added a lot more uh, active philosophy rather than just passive philosophy to the whole to the whole thing. And we say that pay off at the very end.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so while I move away from Daniel's initial journey and let, let's go to uh, I think everyone on this podcast favorite character, Johnny, uh, Johnny hands down uh he he had an interesting season uh <laughs> definitely um we we ended the cliffhanger right i'm pretty sure this is the end of season two right was where uh, ali texts him back on on facebook it was or strong cliffhanger. yeah um so he he definitely goes through a lot even though i think a lot of the season is just him and miguel during doing like a completely different show of like shenanigans and random adventures still uh, I think he did a lot of cool stuff, so I, I'd love to hear how all of you feel about Johnny and like what he had to kind of go through this season, because I, I would say that he actually gets a lot of the dramatic, uh, I don't know if weight is the right word, but there's a lot of drama yeah. that happens, right? Because he has to not, not only confront his past in Ali, but also he has to confront his teacher too, who is like a father figure to him, and right. kind of overcome that. So there's a lot of things going on with him.
1: He's given a lot to do, because the, the last season finale brought him to a lower point than the first episode where the whole the whole point of the first episode is Johnny's a loser and his life is shit but now his life is even worse and so now when he gradually crawls his way back up like i i loved the whole montage of him trying to uh help Miguel with his physical uh uh with his uh rehab oh <laughs> Literally, like, come on! Literally, lighting a fire under his ass—that's great. I
0: couldn't believe. It. I mean, well, I, I, we could talk about that. the porno
1: right mag now. on a on a fishing pole—that was phenomenal. It, I love that well, well, this, whole thing. This that is whole def- gold. This is definitely the is part great. where
0: I, I was just like, "All right, this doesn't take place in any sort of reality." Like, it's <laughs> no, like, like no, no. it's like, yes, no, but it's cool. No, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's like, so cool. My favorite part is that it wasn't physical therapy or medical science that healed Miguel. It was the power of rock. Like, come on, Here's guys. All <laughs> (laughs)
1: it was all it was pure Dragon Ball Z just really want it you'll become stronger
0: like like no disrespect to D. Snyder. you know that he's he's a great musician Uh, he I I like his music Twisted Sister has some great songs but it was definitely not what I was expecting to cure Miguel of all people uh and and his completely traumatic debilitating injury but uh right how did you all feel though getting back to the whole Johnny thing and, and what he had to go through this season
4: well, what I just like about Johnny... Um, Johnny and the Hawk, at least... At least for me, in my point of view... They're the most relatable and well-developed characters. Um, speaking of Johnny right now... He went from... At the beginning of Season 1, he had pretty much nothing. yet, pretty much no money. He was living in a crappy apartment. Still is. Um, pretty much like reflecting on the past and hating his life and all that. Then he gains something. He gains you know, a student who he thinks of kind of like a son that he never had, Mm. um, someone that he really, like, wants to um, teach the very best of what he learned in Cobra Kai, um, pretty much help him in his life, and then he has a thing with Miguel's mom, and he gains lots of respect with new students, and then he loses everything, pretty much what he gained, and he goes back into the sinkhole, and I like the fact that he met up with Allie again, kind of like a little bit of a romance sparking, um, sparking up again, which I really, um, it was kind of like a good nostalgia.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: But there's part of Johnny that just can't let her go, and there's part of Johnny that can't let Johnny go either. And you see that when he gets like jealous of that one guy, forgot his name. Um, well, actually, it was just a random guy, wasn't it? Uh, I think
0: so. I don't.
4: He like he like loses it or something like that mm-hmm. um yeah so like johnny has a lot to grow but um towards the end like you see him like fully like developed um but i i did like the whole chemistry thing with him and Alley again mm-hmm. and i thought that was nice but um for me i i think he does better with miguel's mom
0: yeah Would you join me or abby how, how did you all all feel about johnny this season and what he had to go through
3: i felt so bad <laughs> like honestly like that's my i you know what and i'm a huge person of like oh, character development and strife builds you know dynamic nuanced characters i honestly it just and it, there's a trope to, you know a narrative trope they call it the butt monkey which is such a sad saying but like johnny is the butt monkey and it it he, he's the punching bag and it just is so unfortunate so for this season, at least for me, I mean, I don't want to say tragic figure um, since the ending, but we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But it 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 just feels so almost unnecessary at this point because it's like you make the villain pay for their misdeeds because you want justice, and I'm like, I feel like I've gotten that with ju- like I don't, you know, it's like why? Right? Because right. originally, right? If you're talking about the first season, it's like we want to see people you know in nuanced lights and pay for their travesties and now i'm like i don't feel like he's done a lot of travesties and i just want him to do well
4: i literally was rooting for johnny the entire season i was like oh my gosh he lost he pretty much lost his whole um studio where he was teaching the students he lost miguel because miguel was in a coma he lost miguel's mom he
0: lost cobra kai
4: lost cobra kai he lost everything and even, mm-hmm. like, towards the end of, like, season – it was either season one or – no, it was season two. Him and Danny were kind of, like, mending it a little bit. And then he lost all of that because um, Daniel lost it when he found his daughter in um, Johnny's apartment. Right, right. But, um, I, like, literally, I, I was rooting for Johnny the whole time. Johnny's way more relatable than Danny. Danny's just, like, a winner, like, no matter what he does without trying. Johnny's just, like, this loser guy that just can't get his life together, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I I feel horrible for this guy. I just want him to get a win for once.
1: That's that's one of the things I love about this show, is everybody gets a little something, some more than others. Like, obviously Johnny and Danny are, like, the protagonists, but Mm. everybody gets a little something. Like, there are things that you don't like about Danny, but then there's plenty of scenes that really humanize him. There are things where Johnny is an asshole, but you never really right. stop rooting for him. Even my my good boy, Crease gets some stuff. <laughs> oh, I we'll talk about, about that, about too. Man. We'll definitely talk about we'll that. Talk about, yeah. <coughs> oh, but, good God.
3: Man. Are we talking about MASH? <laughs> oh, you... man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> what,
0: what about you, Jeremy? Oh, how do you feel, man? Um,
2: I, you know, I, I share a lot of sentiments that, a lot of others have already shared when it comes to Johnny. I think overall, he he just can't catch a break, right? Um, and the the crummy the part is that as often as we like to forgive Johnny for things that are out of his control, he does tend to put himself in a lot of these situations.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Like throughout this season as well, you know, he always found himself in these situations, whether it's because – his inability with technology or like his lack of maturity in having conversations or what whatever that thing is, you know, a lot of the stuff that happens to him is also a result of himself and quite frankly, just really poor timing. Um, but I don't know. I feel like Johnny for me is a symbol of hope. Like he has been beaten down so much and this dude has just continued to found ways to kind of like try and try and try and and i have to agree with andrew i find him to be the most relatable person in the series because not for nothing i feel like that's me all the time i feel like i'm always trying messing up always trying messing up trying to like find ways to motivate myself and like you know, I feel like he really symbolizes that hope that people have in trying to do it the right way, but never quite getting there. Um, and I think a lot of people Amen to can that. relate to that. Amen. And so, yeah, you know, I, I I really do think um, this season was really big for Johnny in many ways. Um, I, I, as much as I love him and Miguel's mom, I really liked him and Allie. Uh, and, and, um, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the nostalgia in me, but I also thought that they were, quite frankly, a better fit. Um, but,
0: yeah. Well, uh, why don't we actually talk about that now that you mentioned it? The whole confrontation, whatever you want to call it, with Allie and and how... Uh, one, you find out a lot more about Allie, and I think they added so much more depth yeah. to her character. Uh, at the same time, too, it, it forces Johnny to start thinking about things in a different way, right? It, it is something that is really, really good for both of their developments, and and then we'll talk about that dinner scene because God, we have to talk about that.
4: Dinner oh my scene. gosh! Um, yeah, but well, uh, no, I just, go ahead, go oh sorry, ahead. no, no, go. Um, ahead. Well, well, I just want to say, um, I don't. I mean, I did like the whole Allie and Johnny thing, like uh, Meeting Up Again, Sparks Flying, Nostalgia. I just don't think that they make a great couple because I think it brings out the worst in Johnny. And Johnny saw the most growth when he started seeing Miguel's mom, and I really liked that bond better. Sure. Um, That's just my personal opinion and from what I saw from the show, but... Johnny kind of like fell back into his old ways when he saw Ally again, and kind of like got the old like the whole Cobra Kai bully thing going on again for a brief moment. But when he's with Miguel's mom, like he he really is just trying to grow more, and that's also because of um her son, like because like he wants to be able to be like a good teacher and somewhat of a father figure to, um her son, and I just think that's why. I liked them both together way more than I did with uh, Johnny and Allie.
1: I gotta say, I was actually very pleasantly surprised by the whole Allie arc, Mm. because, like, I I loved the, the momentum of the season two finale, and how everything had fallen apart, everyone was at their lowest point, and then it's like, oh, okay, so they're bringing back Allie, okay. And my thought was like, well, what's like, what's going to happen? What is there going to be a love triangle or something? That's that's stupid. And the answer is, no, not really. It it just kind of happens the way it would probably happen in real life, and that they grab lunch and they talk about the past, and uh, and that'd be that. And I, I, don't, I liked that. I thought it was kind of refreshing.
3: I don't need to throw shade, but I have to say, y'all. And I mean, I watched this with my family. Right. And my parents love it. And that age group, my mom was telling about during December. All of her friends were watching it. Like, everyone was on Facebook. (laughs) Yes. So that age group, and my my mom's, uh, she's going to hate this. She's 60. So it's the, you know, that older age group, Boomer, she was, like, loving it and adoring it. (laughs)
5: Oh, yeah. But
3: I (laughs) I have to say, though, when you're talking about these people meeting up because of Facebook, I don't mean to spill any tea, but, like, it happens more often than you think. Where right. it's, it's like absolutely these right. people get together, they haven't seen each other in thirty years, and I mean we're coming at this from our you know our younger age range, but there's all these feelings and nostalgia and missed opportunities, yeah. And people get you. Know, I'm I personally liked the direction they went with because, like I said, especially for Daniel because he's married, but I mean yeah, the yeah. divorces and marriages and affairs and kind of gross stuff, honestly. Yeah. So. I, I don't know how I feel about it. Do y'all know what I mean?
0: No, I, I, I totally yeah. get what you mean in terms of like the, the premise. And I, I'm glad they didn't make it into a love triangle or whatever, like, or square, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Uh, like like we've all I, I find
1: it, out. it interesting in, in this show because a lot of the, like, I feel like all of the karate stuff, they crank it up to 11. And it's like, let's get just the only thing that matters is the drama. Let's get super crazy. Let's leave reality until the karate fight ends. But then for all the interpersonal stuff, it's treated very just kind of off the cuff and very—I uh, don't want to say realistically, but very, uh, very not super dramatized. It's it's not a right. soap opera in right. terms of how the characters interact with one another, unless they're karate fighting. If yeah. they're karate fighting, then it's to the rafters. But other than that, it's it's very laid back, and I think that makes for a really nice kind of uh, contrast.
0: Yeah, I, Danny I... was
4: annoying me by the way with this whole like—he he was like kind of flirting with kumiko and then he was kind of like having this like whole battle thing against johnny with uh i was like you're a married man like you need to chill for a second man's a a dog
3: high school (laughs) (laughs) well
4: okay i i love everything that you're saying all
0: all of you because i I, one thing that really happened with johnny this season is that he's confronted a lot right miguel calls him out and he's just like you can't just abandon the school and that was a wake-up call for him and then he meets with Allie and that was a wake-up call for him too because for the longest time and we've said it before that johnny lives in the past like for him he peaked in high school and he always looks back so nostalgically on that and i think Ali was one of those people who he had to meet uh, in order to like get himself out of that funk of just like yeah it was really good yeah it was really, good. Yeah, it it was was really good and i'm so glad that it happened but like i need to live my life sort of thing and i think that was really important for him on top of that yeah. too he has all these like unresolved things with crease it's like it's real i think in in the the beginning of the season he was kind of just like all right i'll let crease do his thing probably because he still has some sort of feeling for him it's a complicated relationship for sure uh but eventually he kind of has to confront the fact that he can't let the kids fend for themselves against someone like crease especially since he himself knows what crease is like and and how he manipulates people so i thought that was was
1: ready he was ready to just get out for his own sake but then he realized well wait a minute I'm not just get. I'm not just getting out. I'm leaving all of them with crease, and that's no good either.
0: Exactly. And and one thing I want to say too is, even though we never got a scene that was like a season one, you remember when Johnny told Miguel at the the burger place about the birth of his son? Like, there was never that quite of a scene where he was really acting his butt off. You know what I mean? But I think really? this scene showed, or not scene, excuse me. This season really showed his range because we're talking about all the dramatic moments. I thought Johnny was the funniest part of this season too. Like there he was that was one, great. that was the one time when he was setting up like the online dating profile. And like Miguel, Miguel was like, "Hey man, you got any pictures?" He's like, "Nah man, I don't have any that aren't shirtless." And he was like, "All right, well, do you want to take new ones?" He's like, "Oh, I need to get more baby oils like, "Bro,
3: chill."
1: He um, goes and gets all all of his old uh, headshots from the '80s. Yeah, oh, the dating
3: was hilarious. It was so funny. Oh, I completely agree. Or, he or,
1: does or, the 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 butterfly graffiti pose. Yeah, or or, or like when he went to
0: this high school for whatever reason that he's walking away that he knocks like the kids uh, books out of his hands. Like, "Sorry, dude, just the habit." It's like, dude, it was so. <laughs> <laughs> um i one part that also I, I was dying was when they revealed what his new uh karate school was called those eagle fang it was like johnny no. Johnny, johnny no. the best
1: that was the best part because i they built it up perfectly i was actually really surprised that that joke got me because i was like oh this is really this is really dramatic like he's back he's making a new karate school and he builds it up with that whole speech where he's like, "There's only one creature that can outsmart the cobra," and I'm like, "Oh shit, it's gonna be like mongoose, right?" <laughs> some off, and like they even have a kid say that. It's like, "You mean a mongoose?" And he's like, "No, not not a bird like that." <laughs> he's like, "Mongoose isn't a bird." He's like, "No, an eagle, <laughs> it's eagle fang. And it's like, of course, this is the route they would go with it. Of course, this is the the show knows exactly when to go. Okay, things are getting a little heavy. Let's reel it back a little bit. Let's have some fun.
0: For sure, for sure. So uh, I, I know we talked on it a little bit earlier, but we have to talk about that dinner scene where we have Miguel. I'm sorry, not Miguel. We have Danny, we have Johnny, we have Allie, and we have uh, Danny's wife. Danny's wife, whatever. I'm trying to remember her name. I was about to say Samantha, but that's the daughter. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Uh, uh, so, Amanda, Amanda, Amanda. Amanda. Yeah, sorry about
2: that. Yeah, right. so. Oh, the MVP the Russo family. The, the,
0: one, the only one that actually <laughs> operates in reality um so, Absolutely. so uh, that that dinner scene tell me what would you guys think
4: that was fun it was uh it was funny i like the whole like them dancing off and stuff like that but um like i said before like danny like you're right next to your wife and you're right next to your first love like you really need to like calm yourself down like you're gonna get your wife your wife is gonna kill you in your sleep you gotta like tone it down a lot but, I think um, he
3: handled it really well. His wife, she really uh, did. Like,
1: oh,
2: yeah, yeah it like,
3: was very classy. I was like, completely. Nice. She is she's
1: awesome. She's like, absolutely, she's awesome. tell me everything embarrassing that he did in high school right now. They <laughs> run up to get drinks, and it's like, yeah, that's what it has. That's what, exactly that's how it works. I
4: gotta say, like, I mean, I've already said this in the past two podcasts. I just don't like Danny at all. I, I... <laughs> Danny was good in the movie, in the shows, he's an asshole. <laughs>
0: Oh man, that's that's gonna be, we're gonna make one day we're gonna do an entire retrospective. Uh, uh, someone's gonna look back at all three of these, and they're just gonna remember how much Andrew hates Danny <laughs> so much. Pajomi, how'd you feel, man? Especially as someone who who who's watched this series for so long and, and seeing all these characters yeah. come together.
2: I it was it was interesting because I was thinking about like, like the first time when when Danny first sees Allie at the party, um, and like that was like that first like. Oh my God, what are you doing here? This is amazing. And then he realizes that Allie's there with Johnny. And it was just like the WTF moment. Right. And then they started like kind of like battling over like, well, who's gonna get her the drink? And then, you know, then Amanda comes walking on over and Johnny's all like, oh yeah, it's your wife. (laughs) And you know, they have like that little that little moment there. Um, but you know, I think Amanda very intuitively picked up on the fact that like you know, Daniel was kind of reminiscing the fact that Allie was there. And again, you know, she's 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 a real one. She's like, you know, I'm gonna let him do his thing, but he knows what's up. I'm, I'm she's gonna reel him back in at some point. Like even, even during the dinner, like you know, it's just like it just it just made it just made sense, you know. That's, um that's,
1: right. it's like the theme of the of the night is just it's real. I loved that, where it's like because that's, that's how it really goes. You know, Danny's standing there. He's like, oh, it's her. You know, that's nice. I'm ready to see her again. And then Johnny at her frames, and he's like, oh, wait. Oh, oh, oh.
2: Yeah, because then it turned into <laughs> a competition. Soon. It turned into a competition about who was getting Allie's attention, right?
1: <laughs>
5: right.
2: Um, And it was just very – and it was poetic even that, like, this time, Johnny was the one who got to go to the beach with Allie, you know, like, right. and not and – not, Daniel, it's the, I'm I'm over her. Wait a minute, who's she here
1: with? Oh, <laughs> exactly. And it's like oh, that's yeah, you know, that's real.
3: How did y'all feel about? I guess shit. the the why they broke up. Did that make sense to y'all? Like, I mean, TLA? Johnny
4: and Allie.
0: I'll be honest, yeah. I don't even it, remember. Uh, refresh my well, memory. Well, broke up or with... D-
4: Danny and Allie. Yeah, Allie broke up with Johnny because he broke her radio in rage. Um, in, yeah, the in the movie, movie yeah, because yeah. like Danny like came out of nowhere and was like flirting with her, and he was like, he came in with his posse on his bikes, and he saw them like playing around, and he was like, all right, I gotta like gotta stop this from happening. I gotta get my girl back, and then he broke her radio, which was a dick move. Um, yeah, so that's what happened. I mean, that's good old like childhood romance kind of thing, like. You know, like, oh, I'm dating one day, broke up with him because he, you know, broke my radio. Did
3: y'all break any ladies' radios in high school?
4: No, no, <laughs> no, no,
0: no, no, can, no. can say for a fact, 100%, that did not <laughs> happen.
3: No,
4: nah, Johnny, Johnny was just an asshole in the movie. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much how they broke up.
3: And then her and Daniel, I guess, because she met... A football player? I don't know. I, I didn't know how realistic the, like, ex- not excuses were, but the reasons were. I was like, hmm. Well, Danny
4: size. and her had, like, sparks flying. They weren't really official. They just had, like, a small romance thing. But um, Danny really kind of, like, took it out on her because of, like, uh, Johnny kept, like, in the first movie, Johnny kept, like, attacking Danny. And then Danny would get back at Johnny and stuff like that. And Johnny, and uh, Danny would get mad at Ally and take it out on her for the whole, like, Johnny pick on him kind of thing so they never really formed a relationship it was more like just a small romance
0: <clears throat> I I thought that they had broken up because like Hallie went off to college or something and didn't turn a long distance yeah. Um,
2: yeah, well, like that's one like thing and, and Danny thing. <laughs> up, but, oh, you might be if you go right. to uh, You're right. You're right. You go 2 minutes and 30 seconds on that clip I just shared with everyone uh, <laughs> you will see the, the scene in which the, the radio is broken
1: yep. yeah, <laughs> <yep>. good old <laughs>
4: 1980 radio
1: yeah
2: this this the Zapruder film of radio awesome. <laughs> but yeah Dan, Danny and and, and Ally up because of college in the distance
0: yeah which, which that seems realistic to me we, which we is all, a,
2: yeah, that I I've that t-shirt
0: <laughs> <laughs> we, we we all been there. I've been there trust me uh, so I, I get it uh but one thing I, I did want to really touch on here um is something that comes out of the dinner where I I think it was both of them, both uh, Amanda and Allie, who tell them both, like, you two are a lot more similar than you really think you are. Like, you're basically the same person. Like, you could probably stop trying to act like you're both still in high school kind of thing. And I think they both needed to hear that, even though it's been said a million times. But I think hearing it from both of them at the same time uh, was what was needed to get through to both of them. How, How did you all feel about how, like, I guess the result and how it played out, so to speak?
1: I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm just happy to finally, uh, it, it, it was a real, like, you know, you have, like, Sam and Diane on Cheers, you have Jim and Pam on The Office. I like that we finally get to see Johnny and Danny get together in season three of Cobra Kai. They finally joined forces. Oh, my God. Finally. Oh. After, after two seasons of, oh, are they going to be friends? No, they're not going to be friends. Now, finally, it's, fuck this guy, we're friends. And that, it's, like, yeah, yeah, on a like, holy it so alliance. Right. It feels so good it's like dwight and jim like that like
4: they're huge rivals but then when they're together it's like yes this is exactly what i wanted
2: well yeah is we that, see that, that manifest later on during the season right With what, what everything yeah. happens with robbie right oh well because they that, I, I think it's interesting now that
1: it, like i'm really thinking about it more in like how how similar are they and it's like, yeah, they both got dad issues. They both had uh, surrogate fathers that had a big impact on how they turned out. They both like karate. They're both very competitive. They're both very insecure.
2: they like the same women. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, they got a lot of
4: going. Yeah. yeah. I just think Johnny has more going for him, though. Because I think Danny, like, once, you know, the show kicked off season one, he just saw so much winning. So, like, I, I mean... I, as cool as that is and as cool as like as everybody wants to win in life like it's completely unrelatable like you don't win all the time like if you go pick up a lottery ticket you're not going to win sure like 99.99% of the time Johnny is extremely likable because like he's relatable like we're all we've all been in a ditch we've all had like really really bad days mm. we've lost like in ser like time after time and then when you finally win you're like oh my gosh like it feels good like I because you you've been in that moment when you really wanted to win, then you finally get one. You finally have that relief.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he's on, the underdog. On that note too, I, I want to also applaud the writers for making Allie like a three dimensional character in a way. Like they could easily, oh, yes. yeah. They could have easily made her some sort of like object just for for uh, Johnny to to like pine over. It. But like she's she went through some shit too, and I'm glad that they
1: went. It's through a cameo. That. She had some. She actually contributed some stuff to the season. Exactly,
0: exactly, and and kind of like going off of what what Andrew said, like it, that's what makes it kind of relatable in the sense of that they both talked about like look like we both had gone through a lot of shit, right? Uh, I, yeah. I think uh, the the show should be incredibly applauded for for doing that. Uh, but uh, but Jeremy, you you touched on it, so I, I guess we'll, we'll just get right into it. Robbie this season. Uh, he had an experience unlike everything else, right? So oh he,
1: Lord! He, dark, <laughs> Robbie, he, dark
2: Robbie, the Dark Robbie saga. He,
0: he he don't even interact with no one. He's stuck Robbie? in.
2: He it's stuck like in a the... young Anakin, bro. Like <laughs> honestly,
1: oh, you know, Sonic Adventure oh, Two. You pick oh, a dark car- dark story, and you play as Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, you are so
4: right on the Anakin thing. Oh Silver my Kai God! <laughs> the
1: corruption of Robbie. Oh my God,
2: that's <laughs> is... it! I never heard that before, but it's spot on. It's <laughs> literally young Anakin, like I, I feel like Robbie was forced to <laughs> put on this badass persona that just did not exist in his character development. It wasn't necessary, it wasn't required. He came off like a hard ass and as kind of like a wimp at the same time. Right. You know, like it, everything that happened with the with the stolen car, and then he was sleeping in the truck, and then you know he was going to his mom who was in rehab, and then
3: he had you pissed know, me off
2: it was just like dude get over yourself bro like like i i get it you you fucked up hard and you know you you, you had a, a big a, obviously a life changing situation happen but like there were so many people there trying to help the entire thing and and obviously everything that happened at Juvie was not pleasant at all right um and like i couldn't i i would have been well worse off than Robbie was in prison in, in Juvie prison for that matter, anything. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, at the end of it all, you know, it's it's coming to terms with what you've done um, and, and going through that kind of growth and, and, and the necessity of just having a little bit of faith that things are going to be okay, um, which is obviously hard because like, like his father and his other father, none of them are having good upbringings. It seems like all yeah. the men in this series are just dumb, useless, and fatherless, every single one of them. And <laughs> it's you know it's 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 frustrating because all any of these people need is a good role model and the one right. person who got a good role model can't be a good role model to anyone right. and it's it's tough because like you know even down to the moment when when danny uh basically tricks bobby into going with the corrections officer like it was just like it, it just felt like a lot of these issues and i said this before a lot of the issues in this series could just easily have been resolved with like a conversation or yeah. like a text message, 100%. and like, and and it's really crummy because like, you know, I, I don't know I feel like I feel like Robbie was forced to to take on this persona that I don't think that if you saw Robbie season one season two he needed to really to get to that that place he was very self sufficient and then he became very hopeless. Um, it, I just it
3: say father. What did you say? Useless, dumb, and fatherless.
2: Like <laughs> <laughs> damn. Like I mean, it's true life. though. Name one thing that any <laughs> male in this series has done that made actual sense. <laughs> <laughs> Think about the women in the series and how we applaud all the things that they've done. <laughs> Tell me i <I'm> wrong. <laughs>
0: no you're right you hit the nail on the head man hit the nail on you did all right Abby I'm gonna give you the floor give your rant about Robbie this season
3: (laughs) okay do you remember the first two podcasts y'all yeah I liked him I believe in redemption I love an anti-hero I love I'm not gonna lie I like an angsty boy I (laughs) this ooh this season he just chose the wrong thing over and over and over and over and over again the dark side yes and it tilted me because i did not root for him I, you know how we talk about like johnny we root for i root for johnny every core of my being robbie i honestly was like i don't care about you
1: anymore. <laughs> I, I hope i hope robbie ends up getting redeemed for johnny's sake not for robbie's sake Exactly. i, don't really care, I, don't, yeah. I care about robbie exactly. as an extension of johnny
3: which is kind of sad as a character then also as a person i don't know you know what i mean like as a character it's like I only care about you by association of someone else, which I don't know is good. But then also, yeah, I just, he was so frustrating this season. And then the juvie scenes were like very. just strange to me like that was definitely one of the weak points i'm not gonna lie it it
0: felt like it was a completely different show because obviously he's like the only person there's no other character he interacts with so it was just like like completely in isolation it was like okay like yeah i i'm listen i'm sure Zuby's not a nice place i don't know what's saying that but it it was like a very strange like he got into like a couple fights and then like yeah. everything was okay and then he's still mad at johnny and daniel and even though they're both trying and he was just like you guys just don't treat me right it's just like oh bro come like on I, like
1: that i could accept because it's like all right teenagers aren't that bright in that regard and i, and I like the, <laughs> i like the idea that it's like no this is this is what set him down the dark path is he made a mistake and then he ended up in juvie, and then the way he survived was through force. So then, when he gets out, and the person mm. he meets is Crease, there we oh go. That's, that's 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 the that's a bad time cocktail right there. That's that's going to result a, in a lot of nasty shit happening.
3: It's a bad time cocktail, but then I also it, what what he did to Miguel is that's not assault. Is it, I know okay? It's definitely assault. It's not attempted manslaughter because he could have broken his neck. I was a little confused also by that.
1: I th- I, th- I think that's another one of those, like, it's it doesn't matter, reality. it's dramatic yeah. things. It, <laughs> I I, th- I feel like I remember one of the characters where it was like a cop or a lawyer or something being like his sentence, dep- how, he, how he sentence depends on if Miguel dies in the coma oh, or something Lord. like that. And it's like I, th- like that could be how that works, but I don't
3: probably not. I,
1: I don't know if I don't know. Maybe I don't know. It, oh it, yeah. Robbie's in juvie. He's having a bad time. He's gonna he's gonna fight some guys, and then Crease is gonna sidle up and be like, "Good, <laughs> good."
4: Well, he, we also have to remember that he also stole Danny's um truck as well. Yeah. Right. So, like he was just piling up like. Like the um the miscreant kind of stuff, but I just want to add on. Um, I don't like Robbie at all. I actually found most of the scenes with Woo! Robbie. I, I I mean I already mentioned this before in the other podcasts, but right. I find his I find his scenes the most unmemorable.
5: Mm-hmm. And
4: I'm just like, all right, let's just get these scenes over with. I'm really not. I really just want to see more of like Johnny and um. Even the hawk, the hawk is like, oh my gosh! These are
2: awesome. Andrew, I hear you, but Adam, can we rename the podcast the Anti Miyagi Do Show? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> my man doesn't like Johnny. And <laughs> like literally every member of Miyagi Do. Andrew's like, nah, bro. <laughs> no, literally,
4: literally, like I just have to say, like I agree with like what you said. Like this is like not like Miyagi Do. Dan- Danny, I mean. See Danny I I don't like in this show, but I can tolerate him as a character. Robbie I just can't tolerate as a character at all. Like I just find him a completely yeah. boring character. I just don't find his scenes interesting, memorable. Um I just kind of like, all right, let's just get this over with. Like he's he's a loser teenager, he's messed up angsty. Like I'm just like over it.
1: I kinda I kinda liked him a bit more in this season, to be honest. because I was never a fan of Robbie. Because mm. like season one, I appreciated the utility he had the, for the story because his little arc made him a very good antagonist for that tournament finale. Yeah, and then season two, he was a total non-character. I did not care for him at all because it felt like he went from being uh, a hoodlum to being oh gee golly gosh, Mister uh, Larusso. Oh boy, mm-hmm. like he was he was way, he was way too bland and pure. And now it's like no, now he's got some struggle and he's got some shit to deal with, and he's enhancing Johnny's drama. So I, 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 am not a fan of him still, but I like what he brings to the table. Mm-hmm. He doesn't feel he doesn't feel superfluous as he did in, uh, in season two.
0: I think uh, it's clear we all have different opinions there, Robbie. I, <laughs> I, I'm probably leaning more towards like I'm not the biggest fan of him. I actually. Uh, what really hit the nail on the head was, was what Mark said, where I care more about Robbie because he's an extension of Johnny more than I care about Robbie as a character. Um, and I, I do think that says a lot. But at the same time, though, Robbie's opposite in the show, kind of rival in a lot of ways, is Miguel. And even though Miguel spent a lot of the the show, uh, you know, in some ways uh, going through the, the marvelous misadventures of recovery, uh, which was hilarious, uh, but he, he does go through a little bit uh, in this show, even if it's not as much... Um, as previous season, because I think in a lot of ways he was kind of like the main character of the the kids, so to speak, for for a while. Yeah. So, how do you guys feel about what he had to go through this season? Um, it was good. And and what he uh, what what the the role he had to play, so to speak.
4: Miguel, even in a coma, ninety percent of the time. Is way more interesting than Robbie. Robbie puts me in a coma.
0: Damn man, we moved on I'm to, 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 move on to another character. Yeah, yeah. We already gotta bring Robbie back in. <laughs> <laughs> That's
4: the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> well, first of all, I just want to say Miguel, like if we're going on realistic standpoints, how does he even come out of uh,
0: well, again, like, you uh, have to remember, this like, doesn't take place in reality anymore.
1: They explain, they explain <laughs> in the show, he envisions the coma as a karate man, and then he beats him in a dream, and then he wakes up.
5: That's, it,
0: that's how it works. It doesn't take, listen, man, as someone who, who studied to be a physical therapist, at one point, I could tell you, like, it, it, the, the amount of... Uh, physical therapy treatment you have to go through to to even get close to restoring some sort of activity to the spine. Like, no. it's not reality.
2: Just to- Adam, Adam, come on, come on. <laughs> Believe did not have Johnny Lawrence in your physical therapy You're right. classes. Okay, You're right. <laughs> All you needed was a Playboy magazine and right. some fire. Okay? Did
1: they put a skin mag on a fishing pole. No, we, we, we just need to go. go. We just need to
0: go to the D's, not a concert. You're right. We needed that for the class <laughs> trip. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I think he, I think what he did was good because he was one of the only characters that that was talking to the Cobra Kai. He was like, "What the hell are you guys doing? Why are we a gang now?" Like, yeah, I, that no, that was great. that
1: was great. I love, I loved his contrast of like, "Hey, I've been in a coma. What's happening?" Oh, you did what to his arm? <laughs> and it's like, oh, this is like, and I, and I love that too because you could see Miguel had a a better like, ooh, will he? Won't he?" Turn to the dark side arc in season two. Yeah. Where it's like Cobra Kai is changing around him and you still believe he's good, but also like he's he's still hanging out with Hawk and being all Cobra Kai never dies, even though he's a good dude, so it's like, ooh and now we finally see that come to a head where it's like, ooh, okay, lines are drawn in the sand, what's gonna happen? It's it's satisfying. You you know this is this is at its heart, it's an eighties sports drama and Man, what's what's better than a montage of a of a guy in a wheelchair learning to use his legs again, so we could go kick some ass, you know?
3: I did like that the mo- like the montage aspect yeah. version of physical therapy, if that makes sense, instead of the normal workout. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a uh, I liked that. I thought that was actually a nice like spin. It's
0: great. I, yeah, I, I do think it also kind of, it's like almost like a throwback to season one, because the focus became mm-hmm. not on, on Miguel and Cobra Kai, it became a lot more about just Johnny and Miguel and their relationship, and of course, we like we've said before, especially when Johnny's in the picture, that's when the show is really, really strong, that's when it's, you know, firing on all cylinders, so in that regard, I was I was very happy to, to kind of see that, and uh, I, I know, Andrew, you've been waiting for this, I think it's uh, undoubtedly true that Miguel played a part in Hawk's arc throughout the season and, in his redemption. Uh, and, and that's definitely something that's super
4: absolutely, more. absolutely. So You just made me,
1: you just made me think of something. I think, I think I just realized like Miguel's whole like physical therapy thing. It's almost like a parallel to Johnny mm-hmm. just because like season one starts out, it's like Miguel's a loser and his whole arc is now, you know, joins Cobra Kai and he learns karate, and he gets self confidence, and he turns into a cool guy. Sure. And it's like Johnny is a loser, gets involved with Cobra Kai, gets self confidence, becomes a cool guy. Everything goes bad in season two, and now you you're lower than where you were when you started. Like you're not Johnny's not just a loser again. He's a loser who's lost what little he had. Mm-hmm. Miguel isn't just not an athlete now. He doesn't get to use his legs. So seeing them the two of them crawl back right. from such a low yeah. place it's like it's great. It's classic. It's why 80s sports movies work. It's classic stuff.
4: I agree. Completely. That was perfectly said. Yeah, but It was kind mean. of sad. Uh no, go ahead. Wait, Andrew. What? Go ahead. No, it was just it was just sad that because um I I think there was like a, an exchange between Johnny and Miguel like Miguel didn't want anything to do with Johnny at yeah. one point. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. was
4: like oh my gosh, like not only is Johnny losing but Miguel is too cuz like Miguel confided in Johnny and that's the whole reason why Miguel became the person that he was was because of Johnny. So, like m- not only did Johnny lose a lot, but Miguel pretty much lost a lot. And um uh, they're just they were just both r- very relatable characters and even like with Miguel and the Hawk like the exchange that they had too And, like, he was telling the Hawk to kind of, like, chill and stuff like that and um, not trust in, um, oh, my gosh, what's his name? Can't even remember. Yeah, Crease. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was just, like, Miguel went through a lot in this season, probably the most that he's been through um, than the previous seasons. Absolutely.
0: Padromi or Abby, did you have anything that you wanted to add about uh, what's going on with Miguel this season?
3: I was just going to say, Miguel is is my, I think, I do love Johnny, but I think Miguel's my favorite character on the show. Mm. Um, And this season really, I think, cemented that. Um, I mean, because it's like you went through this horrible thing, and then you just see him, and I know it's not realistic, but I do have to say it was, it did feel satisfying, and I yeah. was happy because I was really That's nervous. Um, and I don't know, I feel like right now we need some hope in this world. So this episode, you know, last year watching it, it just felt, good it felt right and then he's always and he stays true to himself and I do have to say some of these you know the problem you know we talk about with Hawk which as a teenager he I think he's grown a lot and that just I have deep respect for that right Um, and his mom is they're very they're just so sweet and he to me is like he's the protagonist he's the hero even though I mean technically it's Johnny I kind of think it's Miguel as as like I don't want to say the heart but I would honestly say the heart of the show, because I think a lot of the sweetness of their relationship with Johnny comes when they're, you know, interacting and they're being that mentor mentee. And I get those Miyagi feelings that I got with the original. I agree
4: I mean? with you. Yeah, and yeah. you know what, Johnny Miguel both grow because of each other.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Like that's the whole mm-hmm. reason Johnny grew, um, Johnny does a lot of has a lot of growth because of Miguel. Miguel's like. Bring him to this like new generation with technology, with Facebook and stuff like that, and just like just having a heart for people. And Miguel learns strength from Johnny and how to stand up for himself and how to um grow as a grow as um more of a man and like um like protecting himself and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, well, generations are different. We all have things we could teach each other.
2: I I think when it comes to Miguel, I think one thing that he really adds to series perspective. I think a lot of it has to do with his injury and what happened. And, you know, when he woke up and he realized, like, how the path that he was headed down was just not the right path. And I think he was counting his blessings. And I think that moment was a wake-up call for a lot of people, Hawk Mm -hmm. in particular, Um, because he realized how dangerous things were. And you saw that shift in hawk and i don't know if it was necessarily because of miguel i think it's more because when crease brought in kyle or that right. his name
0: yeah
5: um
2: and i think that's when things really changed for hawk um and he realized the the toxic terrible ways that crease was taking cobra kai and you know and i think cobra kai for a long time meant something different to people like hawk to people like miguel right mm-hmm. like Cobra Kai was something different. It was something badass. It was something cool. Now Cobra Kai is was becoming a a completely different beast, Um, and and I I really and I think part of that realization definitely did come from Miguel, and I think Miguel adds a certain level of refreshingness. I I don't have a good word for it, but that's the one I got right now to the series because. You know, like I would say, like he does provide a lot of hope. I do, I do still view Johnny as my hope beacon, um, right. but Miguel just definitely makes you feel a bit more like, like things are okay, because um, you know Miguel throughout the entire series was always level-headed, right? Very much influenced by those around him, but you can tell the way he was raised by his mom, and the mannerisms and things of that nature always take precedent um, in in most situations, even you know, at the tournament, when he took that that hit on Robbie in season one, you saw the immediate regret in his face, even as he was celebrating the immediate, like, his conscience is so real mm-hmm. throughout the entire series, and I think it just really lends to, like, I don't know, some really earnest feelings throughout, and um, even, like, how him and Sam, like, he was able, like, man, if I was as mature as Miguel at his age, like, he was able to look at this chick, who got him kicked off a balcony, oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. paralyzed forever, and go, "Yeah, we can be friends again." Like what? <laughs> <laughs> that like that that takes us very special person, and I think that's what I think it makes it so easy to love Miguel. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I I think that what you said that stuck out to me was earnestness about Miguel. Like that's the word that comes to my mind too. Uh, when I think of what he kind of brings to, to to the show and to the rest of the the characters and and how he interacts with all of them, so uh, definitely uh, have to agree with you there. We, we've touched on it a lot, though, so I, I think we might as well talk about it. The Hawk this season, uh, he started off as as a character that was Cobra Kai for life. Like, let's be honest, he became Kreese's like like number one henchman, whatever you want to call it. Um, but as as time went on. And kind of the evolution of, of Cobra Kai as a, as a karate dojo, you kind of see Crease's true colors. Uh, and it was very, very cool to see uh, the hawk's kind of evolution, not only noticing those differences, but also trying to reconcile with himself. Because you could tell there's a big internal conflict with him because he has such a personal relationship with Cobra Kai. Um, but ultimately, he does get redeemed. Uh, in that entire process, this entire arc that he goes through, because make no mistake, it is an arc, uh, how do you all feel uh, about that? Because I know Hawk is a favorite among many of you.
4: Well, Hawk, um, the whole reason why he turned to Cobra Kai is because he was um, the one that was getting bullied all the time. And uh, I think he was depressed because of his uh, whole living situation. And he just wanted to feel like he belonged somewhere and also that he could stand up for himself. So... Like Cobra Kai helped him grow stronger as a person, and then you know he formed that relationship um, with uh, Johnny Moore. But um, you could really see in season two and season three that his relationship was more with the actual organization than it was with Johnny. And then uh, he found a deeper relationship with with Kreese at the beginning, but then he um, Miguel was pretty much telling him that Kreese is no good and everything like that and to that he should be leaving it and stuff um and then i think he was able to see that um and the whole reason why he turned to cobra kai in the first place was to you know defend himself against bullies and then he started to realize that he was
1: actually becoming the bully absolutely yeah Yeah. i i liked i like hawk's arc a whole lot because like, like I said before, everybody gets a little something where like even Hawk, who's done so many shitty things, there's a whole little scene where Miguel, he and Miguel are talking and uh, I forget the specifics of it, but Miguel says something to the effect of like, hey, like how's about you, you know, lay off those guys? And he's like, what do you mean lay off them? They all, they crippled you. You almost died. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it's like, okay, it's misplaced aggression, but in to a point a lot of it is coming out of a sense of, like, no, for real, Cobra Kai never dies. Like, we're brothers. Like, we're, you don't mess with my friends. Mm-hmm. You know? He obviously implements it in some not-so-healthy ways. But I, I, I really did like his little redemption arc, because I think that parallels a lot of what you see where it's people, a lot of them young, kind of disenfranchised people, getting suckered in by, uh, you know, not-so-great ideologies... Sure. And then they're because they want a sense of community. And yes. That's what that's what Cobra Kai offers him And it's only when, you know, one of his buddies gets the shit kicked out of him by uh, by Kyler, and Kreese tells him to hit the bricks, that he realizes like, oh, they'd actually they this isn't a friends club like I assumed it was. This is just who can beat the most ass. No no loyalties mm-hmm. here. This isn't what I signed up for. So his little redemption arc, it was it was a little quick. But I agree. Yeah. considering this is the same season where he, he shatters Dimitri's arm. Oh my But God. also I I think it makes sense and I liked to see it. Because I also think it leaves everybody else in a very interesting position where you get to see like, like we'll we'll probably get into this later, but like I think the show's got one season left in it. Yes, or at least, a, or at least there's nowhere game. else
2: that can go after this. Like. I would be,
1: like
0: if, if I'd be shocked if they would go one more season.
2: They'll they'll probably keep it
1: going just because it's popular. But like it, like end it end it now. It feels like it's drawing to a climax. Have this next season be the last one. Yeah. Maybe one more if you
2: give no, them. No, don't a don't long put that out episode. in the universe.
1: <laughs> but but like if you had to, but like it, it feels like it's coming to a close. And it's like oh these are it's interesting to see who is on. Team Crease and who is on Team Johnny Danny, you know? Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I like I wish we can get a running lineup
2: a on, like, character. who's on whose roster right now, you know? Yeah.
0: We need, we need yeah, like, right. a chart to see. Uh, we need a timeline. A, great a chart
2: game? of, of, of all, the, all the dojos and uh, all the teams. Exactly.
4: <laughs> it's, kind of because, it's, it's kind of becoming, like, the, um, the different dojos, like, in Mortal Kombat. Like, everyone is in a different, like... Uh, like different um like different group group yeah, yeah. it all yeah. goes
3: back to mortal Kombat. always does how would
0: you feel about hawk this season Abby?
3: i have been y'all have been very pro hawk i have been a little skeptical of the hawk mm-hmm. i really enjoyed him <laughs> this season <laughs> um i thought his relationship with dimitri so fascinating and yes, i told y'all yes. i was a girl who grew up friends with a lot of girls it is so so fascinating to see um like a expose of a male friendship
5: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> if mm-hmm. that makes sense
5: yeah, right. Yes. um i think Probably they're does. really
3: fascinating one of like i would say like one of my top two fascinating dynamics on the show because it's just so it changes so often um and i thought it was also interesting kind of like romantically they're just like finding themselves in their identity mm-hmm. um and he changed a lot and it made me happy. And it, it's interesting, I guess, again, like talked about with the bully becomes the bully and how common that is, um, you know, or the bully becomes in that just that, you know, that power dynamic, I guess. Right? right. Right. Where and so that is really fascinating. I think they kind of zeroed in on that a little bit where he rec- finally had some self-realization. Mm-hmm. Um which I thought was really well done. Um, and him and Miguel was very wholesome too. So I greatly enjoyed him this season. I used to not, I used to think he was a little silly, honestly, but this season brought him way back into my, like, I'm a fan now. <laughs> he,
0: he was certainly brought down from the stratosphere. Cause he was, he was yes. up on top of the sky. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he <laughs> thought he was, it was everything. Uh, and, and this season definitely brought him down a, a few pegs. Uh, but what exactly. about you, Me, how, how did you, uh, feel He's
2: about a great Hawk. vegeta <laughs> it's a good way to wow, it. He, wow that's a great analogy there mark <laughs> yeah um hawk this season you know i think hawk was becoming used to this but we saw this in season two um because he kind of overtakes miguel as like the lead of cobra kai in a sure. weird way right yeah, like exactly. maybe not in like rank or title but he kind of just takes over as like the face of cobra kai Mm -hmm. and with the additions of kyler and Tori coming back and robbie mixing up into the fold right like you look back on the scene and when they go to steal the cobra right for crease um and hawk was kind of like you know and robbie's like i'm out like i'm gonna i I got the i got the i got the cobra here in my bag you know like (laughs) and it's just like you kinda of, you kinda of start seeing Hawk throughout the season taking these steps back and away from the Cobra Highway life and kind of back towards Miguel because he will always be Miguel's number two and he'll never be number one mm-hmm. in any circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um and I think Yeah, I think I think, this, I think the, the the planets are starting to move in, in the Places and where they need to be to set us up for the ultimate showdown in the next season to end all showdowns.
4: Dun, dun, dun. Yes, yes, definitely
0: agree. And, and one thing that I love that you pointed out there was how there are multiple instances where, where he took a step back. And and this part, I, I really want to give props to the actor. I think his name is Jacob Bertrand. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong, but you know, there, there wasn't like a part right, right where he like talks about how he's feeling and says like man i don't know about this this is crazy or whatever right I, I i really want to applaud the actor for doing a lot of physical acting like the way he looks the way he would. the non-verbal communication was exactly. was exquisite his physical acting was really good you could see the gears turning in his head right just by the way his facial expressions were and i uh really want to applaud both him as well as the directors for getting that performance out of him um and and uh, abby as well like uh it's very rare that we get uh these kind of male to male friendships so closely examined in tv so i i think that's such a great call out as well um i still think it's wild that dimitri's arm was broken again just shows like this is not reality at all like you, you can't just break into a random amusement park and turn the laser tag room into your battlefield but whatever you know uh i i get it um but it, I, I liked Hawk a lot, but there's a whole bunch of other kids in this season. Whether it be Samantha, whether it be Tori, how did you all feel about the other kids? Because so I almost felt like I'm
2: talking about Samantha in this episode.
0: Because <laughs> I, yeah. I, I yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> How how is Homegirl experiencing all the PTSD that belongs to Miguel? That's what, that's, yes, sleep. yes, exactly. yes, Adam, yes. And I had to bring it up because I I I am blown away by the fact that like that's a thing. Like this all
1: started.
2: Was that this
1: all know. started because she accused a girl she just met of stealing from her mother and then never bothered to apologize for being wrong?
2: That's all. This all
1: happened because of that. Like, <laughs> like I mean, I, I know gets like
2: I think like a couple instances of like him falling and stuff like that, but like Samantha was distraught.
0: Yeah, I,
2: like that was this. Just i i'm baffled by that i mean (laughs) i i i I think it was mark who said it in uh, in the first episode how she's just like a useless character who just has no place in this series and they're just trying to find ways to utilize her but and like i think that's still true
1: yeah like she has she has utility it's just i don't i don't care about what she's got going on compared to everyone else Like, especially the PTSD plot, because I feel like her conflict with, uh, the other girl is Tori, right? Yes. Yes. I feel like her conflict with Tori is a lot of, like, I mean, Tori's clearly got a lot of shit going on, and she's clearly kind of, you know. Yeah, that was pretty nuts. But I feel like, yeah, like, I feel like a lot of that conflict also came from, as consequences of Sam's actions, where it's like, you didn't. You didn't help not escalate this whole thing, so I don't feel as bad for you as if it was a just a school bully scenario. Why are they picking on me? It's like, you know why she's picking on you. You know why she has a problem with you. So, I don't... Like, every out of everybody else, you've probably suffered the least in this situation, but you're the one that they give PTSD to. Which isn't unrealistic... And it doesn't right. mean that you don't have a struggle and it doesn't mean that you don't have an arc that we can root for. Sure. And I did like, you know, how the big crazy fight at the end kind of came together. And I like her dynamic with Daniel, but also it's like you gotta you gotta give her a little bit a little bit more to work with. For me I to feel like... for me to root for her the way I root right. for Dimitri or Hawk or Johnny or any of the other characters who really go through some some crazy shit and really try but still fail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: She, she they really milked this whole PTSD thing with her. That like they continued it way too long, especially the scene when um, uh, Tori and those other kids came and yeah. they kind of like um, mo- th- that's when they broke um Dimitri's arm, right? Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, Sam, like, you just gotta step up. Like, you could have, like, helped him out a little bit. Like, this is ridiculous.
1: That's the problem, is it'd be one thing if they were all hanging out, and then Cobra Kai showed up and started being dicks to them, and then they get into a fight, and then Dimitri's arm gets broken. She instigated it, and then refused to finish it, and it's like, okay, that's a character flaw, but I'm not rooting for you, because you instigated this. It's your fault that his arm is broken, um,
4: you have Everybody PTSD. Out. Right. You have PTSD Everybody else for...
1: tried to stop you. They were all like, are you sure this is a good idea? And you exactly. we were like, yeah, let's get him. And it's like you're frustrating. I I don't need all my characters to be perfect, but this is frustrating to watch.
4: How about give this whole PTSD thing to Miguel cuz he literally fell down a flight of stairs. Miguel almost
1: died, Robbie almost killed someone. Dimitri had his arm shattered by his former best friend.
4: Like Sam was attacked by a jealous girl. Like relax. She
1: got and it's like she got messed up. Like, don't get me wrong. Like no not like nothing happens exactly, to her. But exactly, yeah. I, I wish they gave her more to work with, because I could see this character working really well, and there's elements of that character that work really well. I love all the stuff with her and Daniel, mm-hmm. and how it's like, all right, you know, they used to be really close when she was younger, but as kids do, they kind of grew apart a little bit.
5: Yeah.
1: And, like, uh, her whole arc where it's like the way she finally conquers her fear and defeats Tori is it's in the family dojo, and she's using her, uh, her bow staff. And it's like, that's great. I like that stuff. I just wish everything else around her I could like as much. You know, yeah. it's it's frustrating.
0: Yeah. Abby, I know you and I talked a little bit about this too uh, offline, but how how did you feel about her this season?
3: I mean, it just was like, and I I always wonder, especially I feel like in action genres, I'm like, is it misogyny? Is it sexism? But for her, she's just very poorly written. It's not the actress's fault at all. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I agree. Uh, she, I think the actress does, you know, what she does with lines. But it just it, it it didn't feel appropriate the PTSD because you're talking about timing right you're talking about how long do things last mm-hmm. um, and it didn't feel right uh, so that was just fr- again you, like as we said annoyed frustrated and I used to be like oh, I don't want to be anti Sam but I, I I'm a little anti <laughs> <Sam> now. <laughs> um I've converted everything yeah Evan I said that I'd be like I used one to do that of us
1: one <laughs> of us just like the characters in Cobra Kai we all have vast we- and crazy arcs yeah so we-, we, we, we keep, keep on switching sides the place, on the season.
3: <laughs> we do of, of who we like um so I just I mean that's how I I just it's it makes me sad because I agree I feel like she could be good and I towards the end I saw a little bit with Daniel, because again, the the father daughter moments are the most special. Again, yes, yes, um, and so more of that makes me happy. Um, also, her relationship with Miguel, y'all are right; it just is so. I'm like, well, we'll talk Miguel. about the
0: romance this season for the kids in a little bit, but yeah, yeah, okay. it's, it's a. Uh, I um, want to be
3: his friend and be like, "You're better than this."
0: <laughs> I
5: hear <laughs> you. Like, get I out of you. this.
3: Literally, yeah i'm the I'm the friend who's like, "Get out of the bad relationship." Um, but she, it's just disappointing. It was not, um, interesting. Again, we talked about how Robbie and Juvie, I was like, I'm bored. I was bored whenever samantha
0: came <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> damn put in a blunt like that i sorry i i know i i totally agree like again and we want to make i want to make a couple things go one i think the actress who plays is sam uh, whose name escapes me i think she's doing as everything that she possibly can given what she's been told to do writing wise direction wise um i think the performance is fine it's the writing uh, that's, it's really not that good. And and I don't think anyone's ever going to say that what happened to Sam, like, is no big deal. Like, for God's sake, it was a gang war at the high school. Yes, it's going to have some sort of impact. But the the whole... And in and, and general, this is a weird thing, too, because we've talked about how the show, right, goes off the rails. Like, this does not take place in reality. But then they want to, like, touch on certain themes. And this is actually legitimately what I think one of the weaknesses of this season are. It's like, they want to touch on these themes that are, like, really important and topical, something like as big as PTSD. They want to, like... Touch on it, but it doesn't have the the writing uh skill or whatever you want to call it to actually adequately explore those things. It, like it touches on it, and it's like okay, but we're never going to talk about it that much. It's just a we're thing. S-
1: we're straining a little bit. Exactly, it's it's reaching its carrying capacity. Yeah,
0: and, and it's like one. Th- it's so it's such a like a tonal uh whiplash kind of thing, right? Where we're going from like happy go lucky. You know, Johnny's at the rock concert. Miguel got healed by the power of rock. To to Sam's serious PTSD issues, while Dimitri's yeah. on the floor and his arm is shattered and he's screaming, it's like, what is happening right now, guys? We're like, we're, we gotta, we gotta figure out this tone a little bit because we're going in thirty like different directions right now. And I actually, truthfully, think that's one of the big weaknesses of the show. It's like, yes, it doesn't take place in reality, um, but it's like. At a certain point, you just have to go for it and just, like, all right, we're embracing the full cheese. It doesn't take place in reality. We can have good character work, but we don't need to touch on things as heavy as, like, PTSD. It's like, whoa, guys. Like, I don't even know what you're trying to accomplish here. And uh, I think we're all on the same page, too. If anyone's going to have PTSD, it's Miguel, who was in a coma. His entire spine was shattered. Agreed. Like, come on.
1: It's like – it's also because – Like, the whole reason the school fight started was because Sam got drunk at a party and kissed Miguel, and it's like, not like Miguel isn't at fault there, Yeah, but it's like, this whole thing started because of you guys, like, you, like, this wouldn't have happened if this issue didn't happen, and it's like, not to do the whole, like, oh, you know, butterfly effect thing, but it's like, it, it, Mm -hmm. it makes it difficult to sympathize with her in that regard, when it's like you could you could easily just write this character into situations that play out a little differently so that we do feel more sympathy for her so that it doesn't just feel like, yeah, you're shocked that this came back to bite you. It's like if, if, if it feels like it wouldn't be as big a problem if she wasn't one of our main protagonists. Mm-hmm.
4: Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. And, and we, we've touched on Tori a little bit. Uh, I, I, she has a bit of a smaller role this season, um i i do they think... gave her
1: more to work more to work with i was yeah i, I was
0: gonna say i think that they the backstory that they gave her was great i thought crease yeah. was like a i want to say humanizes crease but it certainly shows his tactics so to speak of, of how he gets uh he he get, garners loyalty um but i can't I... wait to
1: talk about crease oh yeah we're, oh, we're gonna boy, talk about crease don't about worry Kreese.
0: uh we'll, we'll we'll get into the romances then we'll talk about crease as the big bad but uh I, I think um one thing i just want to touch on with, with tori is that they do a good job of really uh, humanizing her and, and like what Mark said, like she goes through some shit, man. Like
3: exactly, uh, she really
0: goes through it. And like, yes, I don't think she'd be going breaking people's arms or whatever. No, uh, or but bringing
3: out knives on. People, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, I don't like, think
0: she needs to be in a gang, but at the same time, it's like, damn, like I, I get it. Like you, listen, what you have to deal with is fucking hard,
3: you know. I completely agree. Agree. Yeah, it was scary. The landlord thing was like scary yeah. like, yes. that was like one of the was scariest things the i show. was actually
0: like deeply uncomfortable watching it i was like oh, oh me too my god like jeez um yeah i, I yeah, that was that, that was, was really everybody uncomfortable. gets a little
1: something yeah that was where you get scenes where you can you could cheer for the villains yeah crease puts that guy's finger in the cigar cutter it's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. you're the protagonist crease
0: <laughs> definitely something that that was cool to see but all right, so before we get to, uh, I'm sure we're all gonna have a lot of thoughts on Chris. I did want to touch on um, the romances, especially among the kids. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest; I still think this is one of the weakest parts of the show. I, yeah, I, I like. I get that they do it for a reason, but it's at the same time, it's just like it's because it's that kind of story. Yeah, all, it's so... like guys, like we. If you're gonna do it, like please put in more effort so that we can actually care. Like it, it, they keep on like switching who's dating who, and then it turns into like I don't like you because you're with my ex. It's just like oh, we could we could do better. We can do so much better. But I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something. How do you all see?
1: I'm it? looking forward to next season when the action is just going to be there's a tournament.
4: Yeah, me too. Every,
1: all the pieces are in place. We don't need to worry about who's dating who anymore. It's, it's just setting up be... for that. We need to fight each other, so let's fight. And I'm, I'm, I'm foreseeing a nice, a nice, going like a, like a mellow dessert course for season four.
4: There was too many love triangles in this season. Like there was just so, so much like romance going on. Like, all right, like I get it. Like people like each other, but can we just get back to more Hawk and Johnny, please? Like, <laughs> like goodness gracious.
1: Can we get back to the punching? <laughs> uh, but in, yeah, in the that too. Kicks? The action.
4: There wasn't a lot of there. Were, like the most action that occurred was probably towards the end. It was. They saved it up. Really oh, yeah, well, and we'll talk we about that. The school fight me. was silly.
0: Yeah, well, we'll we'll talk about that. But Joey, <laughs> were you going to say something about the the romances?
2: Yeah, I mean there there were definitely tons of them, but you know what though, like that that's also high school high school is so fickle in in romance and very true yeah. you know they oftentimes i thought it was i thought it was pretty accurate to like i mean it's where i went to high school everyone's dating everybody and once someone broke up with someone you do know, would date their ex and like that would create weird issues and like people just moved on you know super quickly and um especially given the hypersensitivity of what everyone had been going through like you know, the, the, those kinds of situations just breed relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Dimitri pairing is probably my favorite one.
0: Oh, um, yeah, I forgot um, about
2: that. I them. Oh, um, man. I, cause I think that one's just like, it's just really funny how like it's it, how that developed yeah. as like, hey, like, I guess we're kind of both losers, but I would never admit that we're that I'm a loser. And like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, I guess you're actually kind of cool in the end. Um, I, I really like that one a, a lot. <laughs>
0: i totally forgot that was a thing uh yeah uh abby, how, how do you feel about the, the romance aspect especially among the kids oh abby for talking to me oh, i'm sorry i'm feeding
3: the baby kitten right now that's
0: okay um, <laughs> baby kittens need a lot of attention don't worry <laughs> it
3: does it's a baby tiny kitten um romance like i said i literally with miguel with dimitri and then hawk and then that kind of girl and then the bully at school i did not like i thought it was very strange yeah um do you remember when they kissed in the hallway
0: yes i remember
3: (laughs) (laughs) i specifically remember my brother because like this is like i think one of the first shows that all four people in my family watched from beginning middle end Mm -hmm. um we do movies together not shows my brother literally goes that's wrong.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, so you know, it just was like we were not. Um, I didn't really again, when it goes on CW, it loses me. Again, also with Miguel and pining over Sam. It's like, I told you, I'm the friend who's like, bro, you're better than them. Leave.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's
3: my thoughts. I again, I thought the adults like forty yeah. something I, but, Facebook romance is so yeah. much more interesting.
5: Yes. <laughs>
1: Definitely. It's compelling because it's it's very humble and awkward, more so than the kids.
0: <laughs> it, it it's definitely uh deeper kind of thing. Like you you can probably relate to 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 that a little bit more. But all yeah. right, we've been saving it. Let, let's talk about it. Crease this about season. Kreese, let's talk about Crease. the, the big bad of this entire series. Uh, the man uh, always behind the scenes, always making plans. Uh, Crease. You know, he left off the last season where he had to- taken over Cobra Kai. Um, and this season uh he continues to not only instruct the students but get new recruits um and it's it's definitely interesting because they they definitely give a lot more time to crease which i was a little shocked by they do a lot of flashbacks and um i'm like happy they did that but i'll be completely honest with you i don't really know how i feel about the flashbacks so i'm super curious to hear how all of you kind of took uh what you all took away from from those flashbacks
1: the flashbacks were my favorite part of this whole season. That's interesting. Keep going. Keep going. I I loved it because I like I love Chris to begin with, right? Because I think I think he's just a he's a, he's a classic villain. He's just great. I mm. love uh I, I love just his whole uh, attitude and everything. I mean I think he make he he has a lot of personality and he makes a great antagonist for this kind of thing. And uh, I remember hearing that. Uh, Martin Crowe had always, who's the actor that plays him, he'd always had this backstory in mind for Kreese,
5: mm-hmm. where
1: it's he he's a Vietnam vet who couldn't handle losing the Vietnam War, so now they it, it it broke him, it gave him this complex of you know victory at any cost, failure is not an option,
5: mm-hmm.
1: and I love that they finally they finally canonized that, they made that real, where it's like no, let's work let's work with him and build this whole thing up, and like I've been saying everybody gets a little something so you see his humble beginnings where it's like you know what a what a shocker he's the guy getting picked on he he wants to do the right thing he wants to do good and what a surprise he's got a real piece of shit father figure <laughs> honing him into a living weapon and like it's it starts out as like oh this is kind of neat we're going to see where crease we're you know where crease is going uh and then we're in Vietnam <laughs> And he refuses to blow up uh, a, an encampment that, because the explosion would also kill one of his guys, and they all get captured, and now they're in a bamboo cage. <laughs> and I'm like, this is Karate Kid, right? Like, <laughs> we're still watching this, and they have to just the whole death fight sequence. Like, um, i I started watching this season. Like, I watched like the first episode. Just one day, I think after work, because I was like, "Oh, I should get caught up on this." Sure. And then the next day, I was like, "All right, let's watch some more Cobra Kai." And I watched the whole season. That's that second time. <laughs>
0: let's go mark that binge. I
1: burned, I burned all of it in in one night. And when I got to that point where he's fighting the CEO and he tells him like, "Oh yeah, by the way, your girlfriend's dead," and I never told you because I needed you here. I'm like I'm am sitting there like on the edge of my seat. I'm like, "Oh, get him. Get him crease. What's going to happen?" And then they're fighting, and right before the camera cuts to it, I'm like, oh, "Wait a minute. I bet you that pit's full of cobras." And the camera cuts and it's a pit full of cobras, <laughs> and I was like, "I like, I started applauding. I was like, "Perfect. That this was is awesome. per- this is this is so perfect. I love this. I love everything about this." That's why yeah, he that made a cobra secret. kai. That's why that's why it all happened. It, it was like it's super cheesy. It's super in your face. I loved every second of it. It was great. It it gives a lot to crease as an antagonist. But then we get back to the we get back to the present and it's like, "Oh yeah, but he is still he's still a crazy piece of shit. He had a lot of he has a lot going on with him, but he's still the bad guy. Don't forget.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: look at look at this hamster don't forget he's the bad guy
0: yeah yeah uh and anyone else how how did you all take the those flashbacks i know abby said it was basically mash but whoever wants to go (laughs) feel free to share their thoughts
4: um first of all i think everyone loves crease as a villain um everyone wants to know like what makes darth vader darth vader like what what about his past and oh my gosh like he has a past like that's if we want to talk about who gets the PTSD, it should be this guy. Um, He lost his friends, like the people that were in war with him. Mm. And uh, he had to fight one of them, I think. Right. From what I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So like, oh, my gosh, he was put through a lot when he was captured. Um, I actually really dig. I, I, I really enjoyed those scenes. We got to understand why he is the way he is. Um, w- what made him like the big bad guy, and uh, I just I enjoyed those flashback scenes probably the most. I I found those one of the most enjoyable parts of the whole show. In all honesty, the whole season. Wow! Wow! High praise! High praise!
2: Yeah, I think I'm going the opposite direction with that with that whole section. Um, I personally couldn't care less where Crees bad behavior comes from he was the villain has always been the villain and never needed more than that when it came to crease um i felt like they were just looking for more places to fill story and to and to do more filming um i don't necessarily think that i don't think that we needed that backstory of crease to appreciate crease for who he was Hmm. um so for me like i could have done without it was it cool to watch? Yeah, it was definitely cool. Like I just, I just felt like it felt like a filler episode. I feel like almost like a, like we're watching an anime sometimes with the way they're trying to like <laughs> give give us backstory on every single character on some kind of level, and they're they're having trouble fitting it all in. Um, just but Robbie sitting on Namek. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that's what it feels like sometimes um, with this with this series, and um, I think they're doing too much to try to give each character their full arc. Um, When they don't necessarily think that they need them.
4: Just to make a quick rebuttal off of that, um, I think season three was very much Crease. Like season one was pretty much Johnny. Like it was like the Johnny season. Season two was Danny, and then this season was Crease, and that's why I liked the flashback so much. Because like we we see Crease in you know the previous movies. See, um, but we don't really know his backstory. This kind of like gave him g- gave us the backstory for Crease. and yeah, uh,
2: we but, we but saw. Really, make you change your opinion on Crease at all? It
4: like does. That. It it kind of makes me understand why he became a villain. Because not many times you see a villain, and you get to see his past and what what caused him to get to that path now we understand why he's on the path that he is and why he's so strong-willed and um, why he's so forceful with um, Cobra Kai. And uh, I don't know. It just, it, it didn't make, he's by no means a relatable character because no one can be as evil as him. Um, At least none of us <laughs> that are on at, the podcast. At least right not
0: now. in the Cobra Kai universe. That- <laughs> right, yeah.
4: exactly. But, I mean, we don't really get to see, like... A villain's past, and we don't get to really see a villain like um his memories and like what happened to him. Sure. And uh, it, it was just like pretty cool to see um his point of view.
1: No, I I do get where he's coming from though. Like I fully admit, I like the flashbacks just because I like John Crease. Like when whenever Crease is on screen, I'm happy. Love John. I'm Kreese. having I'm having a good time. the the, the whole bit where it's where uh where he pulls out the hamster the second that hamster came out out loud i went oh fuck i hated that i is holding a small animal oh
0: my all right, all right abby abby you have the floor tell, tell us tell us I'm how you i the i just room. i just want to say I, I love this back and forth so keep going please
5: please i go. left the room
3: i i mean literally fostering an animal right now as we're on this podcast That was so, just like, we know he's cruel. He's, like, broken the law. Just add animal cruelty onto (laughs) this list.
4: No animals were harmed. Chris is going to do
1: something unfortunate to this animal. It's just Uh, a question of when.
3: And it's a snake. Yeah, I just, oh, it was just nasty. And then with the, I have to say, though, I'm curious to hear from y'all. The production value I of Vietnam. Oh yeah, it was.
0: was, uh... I was gonna say. I was was about to say that it was like they they definitely spent all the budget on going to to Okinawa, and they were like, "Wait a second, we have to film Vietnam. All right, we don't got the budget. Uh, All right, get some trees. Um, they got the bamboo sticks at the costume store, right?
1: Like it was (laughs) slap the uh, slap the Ludwig filter from Instagram on it, make it look old. Yeah, the Sepia
0: filter. (laughs) The the production value definitely wasn't there. I one hundred percent agree. <laughs> but uh,
1: I, I liked the guy that got to play young Kreese, though. He was he was yeah, pretty I th- good.
0: I thought he was pretty good. Uh, no, yeah. And I I think uh, the the performances overall were good. But but Abby, I know you're gonna say something about the, the flashbacks.
5: I just or yeah, yeah, the, ahead, the right?
3: flashbacks. Like I I I do agree with. I kind of are where it's like I do like seeing why so and so is the villain. Why did we like Anakin Skywalker? I want to see that lead up. I did like that lead up. But this, it just was like, and I, okay, here's my take. I don't know about y'all as family who have, I have like military people in my family. It's, it's interesting when you're talking about prisoners of war, because it's also like definitely creases PTSD, which we've talked about. And as a yep. military vet, that has not obviously gone unchecked. And then he has not had the proper resources, which is a statement to remember we talked about when yep. he was in the homeless shelter. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Um. And so that, that, I mean, that is interesting to be like, okay, we got, it's, it's not his fault, right? But then at the end of the day, you have to stop saying like, it's someone else's fault, it's someone else's fault. It's like, he, it, you know, at, at the end, doesn't he shove the guy over, right?
1: Right,
4: yeah. So
3: that's his choice. And so it's like, all this bad stuff happened, but like, you're the one who pulled the trigger.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why
3: So that's my take. Day. And I do, like I said, I was like, Is this what they, like, what did they do to prisoners of war? I don't know. (laughs) Probably not this.
1: Just make them kung fu fight over a big snake pit.
3: Exactly. Truly, probably historically accurate. Yes. A little silly.
4: And yet, as horrible as he is, that scene where he looked out for Tori, like, there's, like, he's a a great, horrible villain. He's great. But there's part of him that still, like, watches over his own.
1: Like there's he, pa- will... there's parts of him that are admirable, and that's Absolutely. what I think makes him compelling.
4: And even like when he was like when he was younger, and they were when he was captured with his friends, like he was watching over them, and you know, arguably he had to push push the one guy into the um, cobra pit. But I mean, you know, thirty or forty years later, I don't know how many years ago it was, um, he looks over Tori, and th- there's just part of him that's sort of redeemable like he's he's a completely unredeemable character i think but there's part of him that's more like he he's got some good in him and that's why he's kind of like the darth vader of the series
3: i don't know if y'all have ever heard of crazy ex-girlfriend which is a comedy show but they have a great quote it's a musical theater show so i don't know if it's up any of y'all's alley but they have a quote that's called i'm the I'm the villain in my own story, and it's about how she basically, right. She's like, I thought I was the hero. I was doing all these right choices, but then I look at the mirror and I'm like, why am I wearing the villain outfit? That's kind of mm. crease where it's like he thinks he's doing. He's Captain America in his head hundred percent. I think he, <laughs> oh,
0: well, he definitely thinks he's, he's doing he definitely thinks he's doing the right thing. otherwise he wouldn't be so uh, uh, full of conviction. I'm,
1: conviction
0: I'm so uh, it's so interesting you Got to,
1: standards
0: yeah it's interesting to see like how everyone kind of sees it I I like one thing that stuck out to me was what Mark said where he said hey it actually does play into the whole part where like who your your father figure is who your mentor is or what what have you is a huge theme of the show and I actually hadn't thought about yeah. that how it's it continues that right it continues that uh that kind of through line through th- the entirety of, of everything um at the same time Definitely the production value was, like, a little, like, all right, guys. Uh, but I, I think um, it was, like, weird, too. Because, again, it touched on the whole PTSD, like, theme a little bit. But then they never, like, fully explore it. It's just, like, again, we touch on it. And, like, kind of like what Mark was saying, like, he goes through some serious stuff there. And, and, and then we, we go back to uh over in the present day and we're having, having the great adventures where Giant decides to literally light uh. John, uh miguel on fire in hopes that his legs were it's like it's like wait a second again it's a big tonal thing um and so i I think in isolation the the backstory certainly works it's just it goes back to the whole thing of the show where it's just like uh it's a little inconsistent and sometimes things either move too fast or we we don't uh explore uh the the character journeys uh enough to make them more meaningful at least to me i i I think that's the true weakness of this season like there's a whole bunch of things that happen where i'm like yes that's great but i i would have loved to seen a bit more put into that like i think hawk's arc is amazing i actually would have wanted to see more and, and how he goes through that transformation and same thing with um what's called uh we, we mentioned earlier danny when he goes to okinawa like danny is very passive in that like he just gets everything given to him instead of him like outwardly earning something and, and kind of learning it right uh and i i think that to me is the the overall weakness of of, of this season
4: i think that was perfectly said
1: yeah <laughs> awesome i, I kind of like that contrast though like i everything in the show is just elevated Sure, and I th- I think there's definitely a charm to that. It it, it makes it feel kind of like a uh, like a little bit of a throwback, which I think is what they're going for.
0: Yeah, uh, I I unquestionably I think so. Um, and. and we we talked about it earlier but let's let's just throw it out there that ending right you know we we, we spent the entire season learning about crease seeing all yeah. the all the character paths converge and then we finally get it where Johnny and Daniel team up on bro
1: what a what a scene oh so, my awesome. god i want to i want so to awesome. that in with dragon ball z sound effects <laughs> like when when Danny goes you sent them to my home i'm like Whoa, like i got chills i'm like okay <laughs> here we go like, it's, it's happening.
0: It was so good. It was so, so good. But yeah, yeah. tell me, how, reactions to,
4: to, to that final scene? I loved it. Perfect. Um, two powerhouses confronting the big bad guy. Um, kind of like an Anakin-Obi-Wan team up against uh, Sidious. Uh-huh. Wow, just... All um... roads
3: go to Star Wars.
2: <laughs> that. I, I thought That was the beginning of the episode and I you can't seem to get away from it now. I love know. the image of,
1: of buff s Crease, Like, the Emperor takes his head off and it's just John Crease.
0: <laughs> Good. Good. Listen, him. just like at our watch parties, man, you set the tone from the beginning, you know?
2: You know, You know. it's, it's crazy because like, you know, perspective, right? Crease is like, how many years older than these two, and he's still whooping that ass. Like, yeah, at least man.
4: thirty. Yeah. Come
2: on, bro. Like, my man's like, you know, on AARP, just <laughs> like <laughs> throwing them around. It was crazy. It was. It, it was shouldn't be, be that fight. difficult.
0: It was a. great... He could great hold fight. his own. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I even like that part too, where uh, I think it was this season, right, where the owner of the plaza gets like those two like enforcers. Yeah, because the man tries down. to pay him. Uh, yeah. Triple, yeah.
2: triple the rent to get him kicked out.
0: Yeah, and we're to shake him down, and then he was just like, all right, yeah. uh, or whatever. It, it like It's just implied that it was not even a problem for him. And I think that was awesome. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, scene. my man came
2: back with a busted nose. <laughs> it,
0: was, it was awesome. I The only thing that I didn't like about that last scene where, where they team up is, is the Robbie being there. It's just like, all right, Robbie, come on. Like, <laughs> Robbie, come on, man. Uh, I, 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 I didn't care for it, but I, I understand how it, uh, it fit in narratively.
1: You were supposed least. to destroy Cobra Kai, not join them. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my son, Robbie. I you are so you. right. Oh my Go
4: god! Right. Robbie's just an awkward character. So whenever he's in a scene, it's like, all right, kid, like you're really boring of a character. Um, you have really big angst with your dad. Just like
2: get over yourself. Now I'm just curious. Can we one to one the characters from don't, Cobra Kai? But don't spoil
4: this.
0: Three oh, we, there's definitely there has to be some sort of a list out there or a diagram if not we, we should probably create it we're
3: back to tv tropes Adam. no <laughs> no we're back, no, to,
0: we're TV back to tv tropes indeed oh, no. all right uh before we get into the, some of the technical aspects and then we'll we'll, we'll we'll finish this off we have to talk about that last fight scene too at, at the larusso home because my god if you thought the high school battle was a gang war like this shit oh my was, god this yeah. shit was like a was an actual war like my god um, I I that's what I say. I did think the beginning of it was hilarious. Where he's like, "I didn't know you have a cat." We don't have to. get The guy gets gets thrown through the window. Yeah. I was just like, I was like, "All right, well, I guess we're." If there's anything that says do not take this seriously, that was it. Because my God, the amount of force you need to throw someone through a window I was like, okay, you know what? Just go go crazy. And trust me, they went crazy. So tell me how you all felt about that war at the Larusos.
2: Yeah, I mean, that was, that fight was just yeah. that's that fight was just out of control from the beginning. Like, I mean, it, and of course, like, it's so it's so tough because, like, man, I couldn't even fathom that shit going down in my house. Like, <laughs> like, what if I was that age and I and I had a fight at my house? My mom, oh, I'd be more afraid of my mom <laughs> than anything else that any of those kids would have done to me in that in that moment. Like, that was just like that's just no regard for for. For anything, and it's just so crazy how there's no fucks.
4: I just want to say, um, random side side note, um, with the cinematography and the camera work, that was all done in one piece. That was impressive. Yeah, it was it
0: very was impressive. One hundred percent. that was really cool. The
1: show is very arguably well
4: my favorite fight scene out of all the seasons. Like mm-hmm. it was just like, the way that the camera work was, and um, all of the um, like how it was done in one scene. That was just just blew me away. That's How
0: really they, cool. They, uh, uh, Mark or, or Abby, how'd you feel about that? The the war at the LaRusso residence?
3: I, I had a similar thought. I was like, my mama would kick my oh, life. Definitely, <laughs>
0: definitely.
1: Definitely. <laughs> southern, don't put them through the, ch- yeah. the coffee table. Not the coffee, table, <laughs> the coffee table. I was like, oh no. Not the window in oh, the, oh, the, the rock garden. The rock
4: um, garden. These kids are in high school. Like, don't they have homework? Like, why are they. <laughs> Like, hey,
3: like,
2: what that is that their homework is going now? What is in, in juvie right now? Is the real question. Listen, when
4: they're in Cobra Kai and when they're in the dojos, they're you know fighting. When they're in high school, they're fighting. When they're at people's houses, they're fighting. Like, when do they have time to actually do homework?
0: <laughs> it's a, it's a valid question. Listen, man, they, they definitely got uh, that they got that ap credit for for doing karate or something that had to be it because there's no way they had this much time to dedicate themselves to this craft my
4: god it's like ned's declassified school survival guy like they don't get anything done <laughs> except for like cause some issues
1: ned's declassified school survival guide but every time he tries talking to the camera he gets kicked in the head basically so so
4: true. <laughs> basically
0: uh, i i agree with you guys too that the the choreography and the camera work were so good but go ahead abby i knew you were gonna say something
3: i was just gonna say though i completely i was gonna retweet i was like that one shot like i remember sitting up on my couch yeah. and being like who because i know that again someone who's done stage combat like the planning the timing yeah meeting. it's
0: so difficult like i, I don't I, I this is again side tangent but like i for for the the average moviegoer i don't think anyone understands how difficult it actually is to do a, a, like any sort of action scene like if you look back at oh, some yeah. of the stuff that jackie chan does where he performed all those stunts some of those stunts insane. could take months to shoot not a day months to shoot kind of thing just to get it perfect yeah. um so i really want to uh, applaud the the entire production and as well as all the actors and, and stunt people in it for, for getting it right. And they, they really sell the blows, too. Like, obviously, no one, like, actually was, was hopefully getting that hurt, but they no, really sell it super well. No, it's a good fight choreographer. Exactly. It is, the,
3: it is a tell of an excellent fight choreographer. And this is, a, is and amazing. this is TV,
0: too, which really says something as well, right? This isn't, like, a movie choreography like you would see in The Raid or even some of the Captain America movies. Like, like this is something that you see on right. TV and, and really, really shows. And, and in some ways, it's, it's a... They kind of had to do it, right? If you're if you're a show about martial arts, your your martial arts scene you're gonna better be good, yeah. So and they, these are all young kids,
4: like they, yeah. they're doing a they did a great
0: job. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I I really want to hats off to the choreography team, everyone involved in in doing because a scene like that is so complicated. There's always only so many times you can uh you know throw someone over and break the coffee table, you know, like there's it it really is difficult. Uh, so uh, I really want to give a hats off to them i i think we're all in agreement that that was a great scene we also saw hawk he he, he saw the error of his ways uh yeah. you know he i guess he had his darth vader moment where he realized what he really had to do um so it, it was really awesome to see i i really want to give a hats off to them and and we also pointed out this earlier too that seeing uh um not amanda um samantha go back uh to, to like the dojo area and like that that's where she kind of like redeems herself a little bit and gets that strength and uh, confidence back was very cool to see as well <clears throat> okay um all right so before we get to our final thoughts and everything i i, I do want to talk about some of the technical aspects uh because th- those are part of it was there anything on the technical side whether it be soundtrack, cinematography uh you, you know uh set design anything that really stood out to you because i'll be honest the outside of the action scenes and we already talked about okinawa like none of it really stood out to me that that much no
2: it was pretty it was it, it felt it felt weak like yeah. i like i think abby said before like all the budget was spent on on japan and then it was just like meh the rest of the way through like i wasn't really impressed by much of anything agreed yeah
4: well yeah, i like the yeah, the I like the flashback scenes personally, and I did like a little bit of like Danny going back to Japan to like mm. um, find himself again. Um, but yeah, I, I guess it kind of felt a little flat in this season.
3: Yeah, I I mean I told you Japan was awesome. At music, they do a good job of like, and I think that's Johnny's love for music um, yeah. that sometimes just shine through. There yeah. wasn't anything super stand out. I did send this to y'all. I don't know if y'all remember. So technical stuff. I think it it technically is narrative. The the meme I sent y'all <laughs> of um what was it? His 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 message to Allie. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's a like a PA or a production or a narrative person wrote that out. Right. Um, So that is a technical aspect of production. And I was, uh, that is so cool where it was like, I miss you. How did you feel about the 2007 recession? I've been thinking about, it was just very well. So there's like their attention to detail sometimes can be absolutely incredible and hilarious. Um, so that was one detail I had to point out. Like, whoever wrote that, like, oh,
0: wh- yeah, it was it was it's just funny. a meme, uh, even just the comedy writers of the show in general. Like, I don't, I, I still remember that part where Johnny called WebMD Wemd. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh yes. <laughs> uh, it was definitely a, a highlight of the show, uh, like that. And I just thought about this too. There was. How about- one- oh go ahead go ahead. Okay, how about how
2: johnny always forgets how to charge his electronics oh yeah oh my god like, repeatedly throughout the whole series he wait just doesn't does he have
4: it. a doesn't he have a scene with this computer or something like that where he's like it died and he's yeah. like did you he, charge it or something like that yeah he goes yeah. to the pawn shop he's yeah like,
2: he tries to sell it back <laughs>
4: yeah oh what an idiot
0: pa- pawn shop guy is, is hilarious too um no, the the one thing that I wanna mention before we get to our closing thoughts is I literally just thought about it. When um Johnny and Allie go to like the carnival or whatever, I actually felt like that was pretty good because it was obviously was it wasn't like CG or whatever, they're actually at a carnival. I'm pretty sure there's even like fireworks and the whole Ferris wheel. I was like, Okay, this is actually pretty well composed. Um, but yeah, you could tell a lot of it seemed like it was either on a sound stage or, or it just just wasn't it, kind of flat, boring cinematography in a lot of ways. Yeah. All right. Uh so we talked a lot about Cobra Kai. We're, we're getting to the end here. Uh, final ratings and, and just like closing thoughts overall. Of course, we'll, we'll go in order like we usually do. What did you think of this season? What were the weaknesses? All that other stuff. Uh, summarize it for the people. Sorry, with you, Mark. Uh,
1: I really, like I said, I really like this season. Uh, I still think season one is the best quality-wise, but in terms of my personal enjoyment, I think three was my favorite. It had a lot of my favorite moments of the series thus far. I mean, uh, you had the flashbacks. You had that... Really, it was that fight at the end that sealed the deal for me. Because you see so many storylines coming to a head at that point. Right. And... It's just dramatically, I feel like they they really did a good job. If you look at this as almost like a uh, like a three-act structure, it's like season two left everybody at their lowest point, and now we're building, we're building, we're building, and then season three ends just leaving you hungry for season four. And I, I think that's what they aimed to do, and I think they accomplished it. So I, I really, really dug this season. I liked it a lot. What would you give it a rating? Uh, rating? Um... I don't know. That's tricky with a with a show. I guess on average, if we were to do like spill scale, I'd say I'd say full price. I think it did what it what it set out to do. It did it well. There were some hiccups here and there, but overall, uh, you know, it's good watching. I I've, I'm really impressed that this show has gone on this far without any major crap ups. There have been a few dips here and there, but nothing that has ever made me say, eh, I don't think I'm coming back for the next season. Sure. And I think that's kind of rare with with streaming content. For sure, for sure.
4: All right, Andrew, you're up. Um. So just to wrap it up, season one was definitely more Johnny based. Season two was about Danny. Season three was definitely Crease, and I liked season three way better than season two. Definitely more interesting. Like what Mark said, um, I think season one was just done better. Personally, I liked season one the best. Um, but. Season 3 definitely, like, is hyping me up for Season 4 with the tournament coming up. Um, If I was to give it a rating, it'd probably be a solid 7 out of 10. Um, Definitely enjoyed it. I wish there was just some more fighting scenes. Um, I felt like they saved all the action for the end. But, I mean, that's pretty much to hype us up for Season 4, which I understand. And, uh, yeah, I just enjoyed it. Okay. What would you give it rating-wise? Uh, 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10?
0: Okay. Alright. Pedromi, the biggest Karate Kid fan here. Uh, I'm sure this is mm. this, this season meant a lot to you, considering you saw everything kind of come back from the old series. So, uh, what are your thoughts, man? The closing thoughts?
2: Yeah, I think the they, they do a really good job playing on the nostalgia factor. I feel like that those bits were what kind of helped me get through this season. I actually struggled to finish the season because I was just so like not enjoying it. Um, first off, my rating, I'm, I'm giving it like a, a 6 out of 10. Okay, um, It's definitely the lowest for all three seasons for me. Mm-hmm. Um, one being the best so far, uh, maybe because of how pure the nostalgia was in the first season. But um, I really did enjoy all the nods again to the traditional movies. The, the revisiting of Ali, I thought they did a really good job with that. Yep. Um, you know, I think going back to Japan was a nice touch. Um, I just I just feel like they're spending too much time um, filling stuff. Like, it just felt like a bunch of filler episodes. Um, and I, I don't feel like we made tremendous progress in the story that they're trying to get to. But um, I think as everyone keeps saying it, like, this has been a build-up to what happens in the next season. So I actually have... I think really high expectations for this next season as a result of how this one went.
0: Totally fair. Totally fair. Abby.
3: I am similar where we're like season one. Still for me. Mm. Chef's kiss. That's my number one. But This over two by far. And I don't know why. (laughs) Um, Okay. Okay. I don't know. I, I agree. I think it's one, three, two as of right now for me. Um, I liked it. I like. I, I think we've talked about this. I want camp. I'm fine with camp. I like fandom. I like paying homage to fandom. It. I think it does what it needs to do. It turns my brain off. <laughs> <laughs> and so it can watch people fight. And it's fun. And there's some sweet family moments here. I hope to God, they do not go longer than next season. Has it been confirmed through a season five?
0: I don't know if it's been confirmed. I, I, don't, I don't know really how did. they I would do it after
4: season four. But yeah. they might be because
3: wasn't impressed. it the number one streaming over for Netflix?
4: Yeah, for a little it's, bit. It's
1: huge. Yeah, it's because because Stranger Things has been taking so long. This is handily yeah. filled the void. This yeah. is. I
3: heard. Yeah, it hits I mean, every
1: demo. Yeah. Everybody loves it. Yeah, oh, I don't know I
4: where you. else they would go after season four though like they I have the tournament know. coming up but i, I just would, once that's over like where else would they go from there i would no respect
1: idea. them a lot if they said hey season 4 you know if if assuming the tournament does happen oh, next season which i assume it, i assume oh, it, it has to if they if they do the tournament and then they say all right that's it Cobra Kai is over i will be surprised and impressed but I, given how I popular it is the...
3: Yeah, and I hate, though, you know, yeah. the part one, part two, Harry Potter. I do have to say the, <laughs> the Harry Potter Hunger Games.
1: <laughs> the Deathly and Hallows if, effect.
3: The Deathly Hallows. If they try to do that, I'm going to be like, uh-uh. At least, no, I, they I shouldn't. I've got,
1: the, I've got this creepy That would
4: really be stretching to. it. That would be stretching it too much.
0: Padromi, you, you, you were about to say something? Go ahead.
2: Yeah, season four is delayed. It's supposed to come out in May, but they're saying it might come out at the end of the year now. Hmm. That makes sense. Sad, sad face.
0: Yeah. Uh, so oh abby what was your rating overall
3: no my rating i feel like i'm like a b plus i know i'm not getting something like amazing emmy award winning but i'm having such a fun time that i'm not thinking about that
0: definitely definitely uh so uh, great great thoughts overall i i share many of the same sentiments to me the the whole i to me i think like if i started this show just completely turning my brain off, I would have enjoyed it so much more. But like I mean, the entire time I was watching it, I was like, come on guys, it was like, you can't do this or that. It was only like, once the show was done, I was like, okay, this clearly doesn't take place in reality and I should just treat it that way, like turn my brain off. Um, I think that's the the ultimate way to to really enjoy it. We've, we've gone over a lot of things that it does very well. Of course, Johnny, Danny, A lot of what they have to go through, Kree's, uh, a lot of those kind of character arcs and their interactions, uh, whether it be going to Okinawa, whether it be uh, talking to Ali, whatever it is, all that stuff is great. Um, I love seeing Hawk, and I think Miguel does a lot of good stuff. Um, The choreography, especially at those two uh, ending fight scenes, and I, again, want to give huge props to that, especially in in a day and age where it's so hard to end a movie on a high note or a a series, I suppose, by extension. um, They really knocked out the park there. Uh, but for me the the biggest weaknesses of the show is that I, I there are so many times where I wanted more out of it whether it be Hawks arc or or whether it be uh, Danny being in Okinawa I like I, I, I like the, there's something there and it's so good and I want them to, to just do it perfectly instead of like great and, and or, or just good and not great kind of thing um, so I definitely feel like there there's that that's the weakest part of the show Um And uh, at the same time, too, we we talked about before from a technical side, nothing super spectacular outside of the choreography. The 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 thing that impresses me the most consistently is the character work for for some of them, at the very least. Sorry, Samantha. Uh, It's it it always uh, surprises me where they go and. Uh, sometimes just how they characterize things. Uh, and then the, for, again, uh, uh, a show that's about reviving an old 80s uh, movie that not everyone has seen, uh, it's amazing that it's able to, to, to pull that off. Um, so overall, as much as I, I do think this is, I, I did like the season that as nearly as much as season one or season two, I probably still give it a low matinee. Um, and I still think it's a, it's a good show. Like I said before, as if you go in just turning your brain off, you're going to have a great time. It's going to be amazing. You're going to have an awesome time. So, uh, I, I definitely think that that's how it should be approached. Okay. So, uh, before we go, of course, appreciate all of you coming on, uh, but I just want to give you all a, a, that moment to uh, give any shout-outs, or if, if you want people to follow you, definitely uh, plug
1: it here. So, as always, we start with Mark. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything to plug, but it's always fun doing these. Hell yeah, man. Rock on. Andrew?
4: shout out to austin hicks um surprised you haven't watched this show yet please do um he hasn't? i feel like no he hasn't
1: oh man. that's good we have
4: mean. got austin, to get austin on, on this show austin you're <laughs> way too late to the game uh shout out to my girlfriend jane you haven't watched the show yet either please watch it um and uh yeah thank you adam for having me on again
0: always man always a pleasure to have you on me the voice of the people
2: uh not much to shout out you can hit me up on at Pedromi on most social media but yeah thanks again for having me
0: always man it's been a pleasure and abby
3: i am the abby underscore sherlock like sherlock holmes on all social media platforms but this was a blast i i always love this This it's super fun we just shoot the shit um and we geek out and i really appreciate it thank you for having me adam of course
0: uh and i, I listen if anyone if it if should be thinking we should be all be thanking you for for your dedication to to doing this Abby was sucking LA traffic, or I should say, the Valley traffic. I'm pulling yeah. over
3: with her car. Yeah, pulled
0: over. She has like a baby kitten that needs attention, but she's still <laughs> giving us all that, all that great, great insight into the show. Do I
3: name him after Cobra Kai?
0: I mean, if you, listen, if you're oh feeling that strongly. oh <laughs> my god. I mean, at that point, Is wouldn't that, you just sucks. name him after Star Wars, though? Because they're basically the same. Oh. <laughs> uh.
3: It's, it's, i'll send y'all a pick. i don't know we might have a little johnny on our
0: hands oh, oh my me. god here we go that's that's <laughs> gonna be the legacy of these reviews that we had. there's a cat named i after think it is. uh name him crane kick <laughs> no eagle eagle <laughs> fang definitely would be yeah just just the best name uh, i
3: can't do that
0: uh yeah thank all of you for coming on once again uh for anyone who actually bothers to to watch this after two hours uh of course thank you thanks to you if you want (laughs) to follow me you can follow me on twitter at adam underscore bomb bomb with two m's uh if you for some reason want to follow me on other social platforms that's that's usually my username i'm not an active anywhere besides twitter but uh appreciate it all um and uh until we get to either cobra kai season four or whatever else we uh decide to to watch uh we'll we'll keep you posted hopefully it doesn't take as long to get the next episode out as it did for this one apologize for that uh but hey we're all living our own lives so until then take care of yourselves and peace everyone Bye. later